Jarvis, drop my needle. Hello, this is the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and if you are interested in listening to idiots, you came to the right place. Have a nice day. Woo! That's an attention getter. He's a very strange young man. He's an idiot. What we're dealing with here is a complete lack of respect for the law. Oh my God, he's an idiot. You know, of course, that you're out of your jurisdiction. Personally, I think you're an idiot. But that's the evidence in the car. But I was going into Toshi Station to pick up some power converters. Always like to keep my audience riveted. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, friends and fiends, and welcome to Free Range Idiocy, the podcast about everything, but mostly just the stuff we like. Let's get this right out of the way now. If you're tired of us talking about The Mandalorian, gushing about how much we love this show, and ranting how everyone in this world should get down on bended knee and thank Jon Favreau and Dave Filoni for the one singular ray of sunshine in the flaming bag of dog turd shoved inside a smoldering laundry basket full of filthy athletic sporters tossed inside a flaming dumpster of a year that 2020 has been, get out. Seriously, just get out, because you're not going to want any part of this. Episode 51, Mandalorian Endgame. My name is Todd, and with me, as always, is a man who is able to leap buildings in a single bound using nothing more than the raw explosive power in his legs, along with a business class airline ticket. He is the Kofi Kingston to my Xavier Woods. We got your bootios right here, baby. I give you the man they call Tim. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing all right, and, and joining us for the fifth time as a special guest is a man who needs no introduction, but I'll include one at no additional cost. <laughs> he is one of the co-hosts of Scruffy-Looking Podcasters, a stuck-up, half-witted weekly Star Wars podcast available in galaxies far, far away, and right here on this planet as well. We'd call him Big E, but he's kind of self-conscious about all the muscle he's been putting on during quarantine, so we'll just call him the one and only Jimmy Dice. Hey, how's it going? going guys pleasure to, to be this. back just us sw- i mean the only person cooler is is basically billy d williams <laughs> he's my dad <laughs> in my head canon anyways oh okay oh. There's, there's lots it's, of head canon that goes on it's jimmy dice legends right there i That's feel like i feel like with this being the fifth time we need to do the snl route and have like you know a robe and a pipe for him you know like you know the five timers club or whatever they have going on over there Ooh, well, I get a rope. Yeah, sure, sure. You know, one of those nice jackets or something. I don't know. Drop yeah. a green screen behind me. There you go. <laughs> well, I'm sending him a. I'm sending him a, a torn bathrobe and a shot of penicillin. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Get it good. Get it. Make sure you clean before you put that on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I wash. I wash the bathrobe. Yeah, oh, I was but, talking about the penicillin. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, that too. That that helps. And, you, fix things up you know sure, sure. There you go. anyways so uh we all know why we're here i mean we just we just watched one of the and actually can i just can we all just give a moment to the ultimate twitter game of mark hamill tweeting out <laughs> hey anybody seen anything good on tv lately I mean, <laughs> <laughs> what a lot damn oh. you hamill <laughs> just Amazing, uh, but so before we get to that, uh, let's dive into a, a little, a brief, abridged weekend geek. What do we got over uh, in your neck of the woods, Mister uh, Tim? Week in geek. Feels so funky. Uh, well, for for me, very little. Uh, my my playoff team is is basically sitting in in the corner of of the basement. 
You've, you've been uh, just just you wait know, a minute. Is this like the Blair Witch Project? Basically, or? just just, oh, just curled up. It's all over. Season over. It's game over, man. It's game over. So nothing too much to report on my side. But you, sir, you were were making a run, a a uh, an attempt at World Championship glory. And how is it going, my friend? Oh, I crapped the bed. I just <laughs> there's no better way to put it. I went from. <laughs> From worst to almost first, and then out in the first round. It was very on brand and very 2020 of me. Yes. And uh, and now I'm 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 actually holding my own. I found out there's a consolation bracket, which is kind of cool. Uh, so in my first consolation game, it looks like I might pull this one out. There you go. And uh, and there's still a chance that we might have Idiot Bowl too, but it'll be in the consolation bracket, which, as I said, is totally on brand for us. Mm-hmm. Cannot argue with that. Next week, we might be facing each other, or uh, I don't know. Who knows? I mean, psh, does it even matter anymore? Does anything matter anymore? They're still well, playing football? Uh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I mean, for some of these teams, I don't know if what they're playing is what you would call football. Some they're are struggling something. to field a team, but... <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I just I, I haven't even tuned into any football this season. I just oh, kinda, yeah, I've completely cashed out on it. Yeah, just, mm. whatever. I was like that with baseball this season. It just, I just couldn't get into it. It just, I don't know. No. I mean, we're we're like this close to having like you know strike football like <laughs> level of skills. I think in some of these games. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what were you talking about? The guy from Philadelphia, like that neither of us had had ever heard of before. All of a sudden, is like lighting the world on fire. Yeah, like, oh, like his name is James Hurts. I've never heard of him before, but apparently he had a heck of a game today. So yeah. <laughs> Because why not? But then again, in the NFC East, anything is possible because everyone sucks. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you wonder, too, like how much of these players, I don't know. I feel like football is such a violent, physically exerting game that if you're a star player betting on a contract for like, you know, trying to get into the trying to get a, like a bigger contract, go to another team or mm. go to the Super Bowl. Like this is not a year that you're going to be expecting to do it. So I wonder, you know, and due to the high level of just prone injury you are at any given point during the game, are they maybe just holding back me like, ah, I'm not really dealing with it. Uh, There might be some extra, you know, pulled hamstrings this year. Like, oh, gee, no, oh, oh, got a hammy. Sorry, can't go to the sweet coach. Exactly. I might have been in proximity to someone with COVID. Oh, shucks. (laughs) Yep. Oh no! Well, and, 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 and some of these guys coming back from COVID, it's like, you know, for 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 me at least, like watching, you know, just the production afterwards and and seeing how some of these players are struggling. I'm like, you know, they, they may be at the top of their physical game. Oh yeah, but they've well, still COVID's gone through no that joke. that illness, which from from everything I've read, really zaps your energy. So it's like mm-hmm. you come back and you, you know people are, oh, why isn't he doing well? It's like, well, for crying out loud. <laughs> You know, yes. like, uh, he, he didn't just have the flu. <laughs> yeah. It's not like he had a case of the sniffles. Uh, oh, he got knocked through a loop. And, and none of the joking was to make light of COVID. I mean, that's not the point. No. It's just, <laughs> if, any, it like, if anything, I'm surprised they, I mean, they're, they're not contagious. I'm just surprised they bring him back so quickly. You know, like there's still yeah. recovery that has to happen after the fact. But, well, yeah, yeah. but they get the good drugs. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, that was happening before COVID. Anyways, oh, I'm just guessing. Oh, boy. I'm just guessing. I mean, I watched any given Sunday a lot, so I feel like I'm an expert in these oh, things. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, so uh, what else we got going on? Uh, uh, well, it seems like we're, we're hitting on this note way too often, unfortunately. Oh. But we, we, we have a 
a, a rest in power to acknowledge that, that falls within the Star Wars universe. Uh, one Jeremy Bullock, uh, yeah. a.k.a. the original Boba Fett, uh, OG passed Boba away Fett. this week. So uh, tip our hats, raise our glasses in, uh, in respect and salute to the man who, who established the enigma that has become the fan favorite uh, and who has now, uh, once we get to it, uh, been reestablished a bit, I think. So mm-hmm. <laughs> just just a shade. Yes. Just a bit. Just not, a bit. not remembered for just a, you know, wonky knock his jetpack on and have him fall into oh. a Sarlacc pit sort of thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. they, I mean, they all that was missing was someone in the background going, whoa, 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 whoa. I mean, that uh, so ridiculous. <laughs> I, Anyways, he was uh, he's actually uh, Kev Garbett, one of the other co-hosts of uh, Scruffy's uh, met him five times because he was a big. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, oh, wow. Jeremy Bullock was a very big convention circuit guy because he's hmm. they're all over in the UK and they're huge on the conventions over there. Oh, um, so okay. he would be in he would be in that convention circuit, just going to conventions all the time. And Kev's had like action figures, autograph, posters, books, comics, whatever. And he said every time he met him, he was just a really like warm, sweet dude. Just like really happy to be there, really happy to chat with him. But he left the convention circuit like two years ago. And it was like 2018. Kevin mentioned like the last time he saw him before he retired from the convention, you know, roundabout thing in 2000. He was looking pretty old, frail kind of thing. Yeah, I think he was 82, wasn't he? Yeah, something like that, which I feel like is young by today's standards to a certain extent. But um, yeah, just a real lad. Nice, Mm. nice. And and someone who, uh, you know, through through really not like what, maybe two lines in Empire was... (laughs) Really, really kind of set set the pace for for the character, and then, like we said, unfortunately had a sadly comedic uh, death uh, in in Return of the Jedi, which has which has been rectified. So, oh yes, oh yes, we're gonna see what happens, hopefully, with how yes. that all, all yes, goes indeed. down. But full circle, if you will. And 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 the last item in Week and Geek is 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 more of a a confession of sorts. Uh, <laughs> A, a story of one trying to, to, to just, you know, put forth a little humor into the world and having it turn into a whole lot of humor. Oh, for a second, I thought we were going to be doling out Hail Marys or something. I was wondering where you were headed with this. <laughs> Look out! Oh, way. my gosh. No, no, I, 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 I just thought this was worth boy. telling, especially, uh, you know, having, having Jimmy Dice on. But uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, the, the on the Scruffy show, uh, Chris Hall put forth, uh, well, he was conveying a, a friend of yours, I think, uh, a theory mm-hmm. that they had. And I thought, hey, I'll, I'll share a theory I have on, on how Mando's going to end. <laughs> and, and the lads will, will have a little discussion about it. And I'd, I'd just be curious to hear what they think. And, uh, and it was a theory I've put out there on, on our past episodes about, you know, Boba kind of turning into this big villain and, you know, taking the child at the end and, you know, the season finale being more of a cliffhanger. And I, so I send this email, I, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, James, but I think it was pretty much Thursday evening before it aired. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and then the tragedy airs, and I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm just like watching every facet of what I wrote. <laughs> not just one thing, not just two things, but every facet of it just complete. It's almost like Filoni read my mind and said, uh-uh. Uh-uh-uh. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. <laughs> You're wrong. You didn't I say the magic just, word. I was just like, <laughs> I am like going to just be so made fun of. 
I mean, oh. we were making fun of you, but it was no, just no, 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 no. You, you, you guys were very gracious. You guys were very <laughs> gracious given the situation. So, I just thought that was a, just a funny story to share. That um, I really probably shouldn't be putting too many theories out there <laughs> into the interwebs because I am clearly wrong. But uh, see now, I, the, the you're burying the lead here because the real thing is that that Tim is angling to 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 up his podcast game and and move on up the ladder. No, to, to come better, on to better digs. That's what he's doing. <laughs> I'm getting out of this place. Leave this chucklehead. He's been dragging me down for twenty some odd years. <laughs> Peace. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's fun, man. I was glad you. Hey, thank you for sending an email in, man. It's always fun to get those, and it's yeah. just a good time. Oh well, I I appreciate the discussion you guys have, and and there there's a lot of you know just just interesting stuff you guys bring up each episode. So uh, I figured I'd throw my hat in, and as I told Todd, I, it once again justifies the my saying that I've been put on this earth to entertain. So uh, <laughs> that much has been done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to say, and I can't remember if I said it or not, but as soon as I read your email, I'll say, like, man, this episode's called The Tragedy, and so is this idea right here. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not going to work. <laughs> it just ain't going to work. I'm sorry, dude. Nice. She's going no, down. No. <laughs> oh. Good times. Good times. Yeah, should have maybe buried that one out in the backyard. And, and and by the way, it was probably a half an hour after I watched the episode when I when I wrote the the follow up email to cover my rear end. So <laughs> I was like, oh no, I need to respond to this ASAP. <laughs> this is just wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, but really? but th- th- thank you for being gracious. Hi, <laughs> right, so this is all fun, man. And and I want to thank you for tooling on him. Absolutely. <laughs> That's right. Do it. Do it. Do it. That's a paddling. And that right. is the weekend geek. Well, thank you very much, uh, as usual, for your sleuthing and and for sharing your embarrassing moments. That's well, hey, always he, welcome. I mean, you know, why not? Yeah. <laughs> So, uh, man, this episode, it's too bad this episode was so dull and boring and just nothing about it (laughs) likable at all, really. It was Uh, fine. Yeah, it was all right. I mean, I'd give it a five, you know. Yeah. Well, 5.4. Did I, I mean, did did either of you see the the Palpatine nude scene coming? Because that was really a shocker to me. Do it. Oh, you got to clue, Jim- wait, clue Jimmy Dyson, though, to what you were texting me for. All right. No, so, no, 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 no. That's, that's a family show. We okay, okay. Well, it was kind of around that zone. Uh-uh. Well, well I'll, I'll send him a screenshot later. We, 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 we had to wait. We, my family, had to wait uh, a little bit later on Friday night to watch it. Because my 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 eldest was was uh, was out and about, and we wanted to watch all together, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so we we finally sat down to watch it. But in the meantime, I'm texting him. I'm like, oh, it's killing me waiting for this, and he's like, <laughs> oh, well, what about uh, what was one of the? It wasn't the Palpatine one. You sent me another one. It's like, oh, you're really gonna be upset that this character showed up. I'm like, you jerk. <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> just the most outlandish things. I was throwing in General oh, Grievous. You should no, you should have been like, oh man, it was crazy when Luke Skywalker just killed everybody. Right? <laughs> You're like, oh, so funny that can never happen. Oh, never. never. And then, oh, so this, uh, you know what? I'm not even going to say spoilers because you know what? If you haven't seen it by now, you just you don't care enough. Anyways, uh, so what? What about what do we got about this uh, this show here? I'm looking at the notes here. This was called The Rescue, and of course, man, the title music on this mm-hmm. for a show that has had some epic sort of musical moments. 
like they just threw everything at this i mean that yeah. was like the most epic like i was like oh man i'm ready for this mm-hmm. like i was geared up oh man it was so good so the one thing that i did want to point out so peyton reed directed this Pey- peyton reed of course of uh ant-man and ant-man in the wasp fame mm-hmm. however have you read at like beyond those two parts of peyton reed's uh directorial no what, what else life? is young because they keep thinking like peyton manning from uh, you know State Farm Insurance and <laughs> Omaha, yeah, no Omaha. chicken parmesan commercials. So what yeah. did this guy direct? So we've got a uh, he. There was. Did you guys know that uh, he directed Bring It On? Oh, that's cool. And he apparently is very into like TV shows that are made from movies. So did you all know that there was two episodes of a Gross Point Blank uh, TV show? No. I yeah, that, vaguely remember something, but I don't think I watched it. I like the movie, but I never that made watched a, the show. That made a couple couple episodes, too. Okay. And he also was the uh, director of several episodes of the Back to the Future TV series back in 1991. Oh, really? I didn't even know there the was a TV series. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. I didn't either. Awful. I saw that. I was like, really? Uh, he also directed a Wonderful World of Disney episode, uh, hmm. The Love Bug. And he was also a director on The Weird Al Show back in 1997. Wow. Sure, sure. And, uh, yeah, and also apparently uh, also directed a bunch of Upright Citizens Brigade TV shows and, uh, yeah, now two episodes of The Mandalorian. So a very uh, very interesting career has Mr. Peyton Reed had. Yeah. Hey, man, reach, it, reach into the box and grab onto something and see what it is. That's Peyton mm-hmm. Reed. Yeah. That's... Wow. Varied, I guess, is a, is and now, a nice and way And so to say he's it. done two Marvel movies, and he's directed probably what will be argued as one of the one of the best episodes of TV. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, and uh, mm, and he's a long he's, time. Oh my god, he's gosh. got the uh, he's got the new Ant Man movie as well. I guess he's going to direct that wow. too. So sure, sure. Just keep going upward, man. Keep going upward. Amazing. So, uh, where do we start with this? Like, I just figured we'd go we around start? the horn. You know, like let's start with favorite moments. Mm. Right oh, off a couple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Probably All by the time it. we go around tw- twice, we'll have covered everything. <laughs> Probably, right? <laughs> All of them. All the moments. There will be no oh, moments All the left. moments. Oh, my goodness. Uh- yeah, it's uh, th- there was so much to love in this. In this, I mean, it, it probably is one of the best episodes of television I've I've ever seen. Just for all the things they managed to accomplish in it, yeah. it was remarkable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And for and I don't know how you guys felt, but I feel like for as much as some episodes over the last two seasons have had that kind of slower and and i mean let's be honest it was it was really kind of framed as a a space western in a lot of ways so some of those slow moments kind of fit the western you know aspect of of the you know of of the theme there but man looking at this like seeing this episode digesting it and then you know really thinking about over the last couple days it just like like that slowness and in and, and some of those episodes and, and the stories that were being told through them mm. were, were just, you know, it, it just made everything that, that happened in this one feel so earned. Mm. You know what I mean? Like nothing yeah. felt like it was just thrown in all of a sudden. You know, like when we talked about Rise of Skywalker at the beginning of this year, pre-COVID, <laughs> um, you know, we talked that. about the pacing of it and, and how, how just rapid it just felt and how there was a lot of stuff that, that was – needing to be set up because so much was kind of being done in that movie that was different from last Jedi. 
And this one just so complimented like everything that had come before it um, in just so many ways. Yeah. Agreed. I mean, of course, for me, uh, right off the bat, Mando and, and Boba Fett walking into that bar and recruiting, you know, uh, Bo-Katan and I forget the other uh, Mandalorian's name, uh, Sasha Banks. Just call and, her Sasha. Uh, Co- Costca, Costca Reeves. Costca Reeves, okay. that's right. Casca, uh, just that all the interaction there was so great, uh, and you know, just Boba Fett kind of having like an attitude, really, like uh, what what was it, uh, like almost like Curly in City Slickers, like <laughs> I crap bigger than you, you know, like that sort of thing, like just doesn't give a rip. Yeah. Like I I crawled out of a sarlacc pit. What are you going to do to me exactly? Yep. You know, oh man, it was just that entire scene was great, and of course, like the. The what was it? The tornado DDT with the jetpack assist by by Sasha Banks. That was so cool. I, I'm like when that happened when 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 she lit up and kind of went off the wall and then dumped him. I'm like I I'm like that's a wrestling move she just pulled yeah. off. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. And I'm Boba and, Fett and, no less. Yeah, and then they wind up like like flame throwing each other. Yes, like the flame like, thrower standoff. And then of course Bo Katan being like, Hey, you know, if we if we had fought that hard against the Imperials, Mandal we'd still be on Mandalore. Yeah. <laughs> like, ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. That hurts a little. Hurts a little bit. But uh oh, that entire scene was great. And just the kind of the way it all it all kind of pivoted. You know, it all pivoted on just like they took the kid, they took the kid, they took the kid, yeah. and people are just willing to do that, you know, because it's like, oh crap. <laughs> this guy this guy's willing to go off and get killed for the kid. Well, maybe I'll help, you yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was a great scene. Did you did you at all find it ironic though? And and I, I appreciated, you know, the 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 dialogue that Bo Bo Katan was putting forth about, you know, the fact he the fact Bobo is a clone, you know, calling her father the donor. Oh yeah, um, father. Don't you mean your donor? Yeah. Yeah, and and going into that, and like I was thinking about when Mando first met her. And how he was the one who was all about, you know, how dare you take your helmet off and, you know, give me your armor. You know, he, he was all in, in, in full out, you know, you, you violated the creed mode. Yeah. And it was kind of not that she was doing that, but it, it just had that kind of feel to it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I feel like she was going after Fett because she just doesn't feel he's legitimate in her mind. Mm. You know? Yeah. And, and it was just different to kind of see her now be on now now be the one kind of invoking the creed almost on him. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. you got to think, too, like. She said, uh, I've seen the hundreds of your faces or whatever, or heard your oh, voice. Heard your voice, times. yeah. Yes, yeah. To which he responds with, and it could be the last voice you ever hear, which I thought was oh. like, Ooh. But, <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you got you guys have seen uh, Clone Wars, the latest episode. Like, have you guys watched that at all? Or I've watched the first couple seasons with my kids, and then yeah. I never watched the, the tale end, unfortunately. So I need to go back and watch that, but. I would highly suggest it only because it talks, uh, it focuses on Ahsoka, mm. um, how how and why she left the Jedi Order. I was a couple seasons before that, but it, this goes into uh, some Mandalorian stuff. You see Bo-Katan here a lot more. I mean, you see Bo-Katan throughout the Clone Wars mm-hmm. and in mm-hmm. Rebels, but it gives it a little bit of a uh, a reason why Bo-Katan would hate the clones so much because they're part of the Republic. They don't really like the Republic. And mm. essentially, when the Republic became the Empire, all those clone troopers are still there. Essentially, mm. and this hasn't really been documented in live action or in canon yet, but you know, destroyed Mandalore, glassed the planet. Mm-hmm. Because mm. Boba, Boba goes, uh, he says to uh, 
Bogatan, he said, "You got to be kidding me, Mandalore." <laughs> yeah, almost oh. just like almost like ah, oh, you're just some stupid kid with a pipe dream. I was like, you idiot you don't know what the real world like is like because i'm mm. you know a tough old geezer right because mm-hmm. right. my dad and uh he's like <laughs> no you donor anyways yes yeah yeah and there was a little bit of starbuck on that you mean your donor sort of yeah like, oh yeah oh th- Ooh. there there's a number of starbuck starbuckian <laughs> moments in this episode starbuckian oh yeah yes. well you know crashing the lambda through the uh piloting the lambda playing chicken with the tie fighter oh my and gosh then you're like yep we're going in here we go yeah, it, some yep. very excellent Starbuck moments. Which it's I was just a bigger version of a Viper. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. It it so reminded me kind of of the like I was telling Tim I was like it's just like season one of of Galactica when or actually it might have even been the mini series when Starbuck like linked up the two Vipers yeah with yeah. Lee's and and like pushed them both in. The only thing that would ma- would have made that scene is like you know like Casca being like you think we're going a little fast maybe. <laughs> Just like rip dialogue right out of there, but you know that's a that's a little too on the on the head for most folks. Uh, it was great. She would have had to have that panic look on her face, like no, no, we're fine. And you see her <laughs> yeah. eyes just like bulge out. It's like we're yeah, <laughs> that totally made that scene too because it was that whole thing where it's like you know here's this hot dog, you know cocksure pilot, and all of a sudden it's like yeah, yeah maybe not. <laughs> I, mean, I, was like, I was almost twenty years ago, man. Oh god, that's don't crazy. remind me. At least fifteen, I'm not, between fifteen and twenty. Yeah. But um, so I one thing I've been mentioning with Scruffy's is this is the most live action screen time we have ever seen of the Slave One. Oh, yeah. Mm, yeah. Ever. Mm-hmm. Between Attack of the Clones, between Empire Strikes Back, uh, we have just seen uh, like quadruple amounts, exponential increases in that. Also of the Lambda class shuttle now, too, because mm-hmm. mm. we actually got to see it in action. That was super awesome. Yeah, instead of just like you know vaguely hovering in space. Yeah, or it just is like a, a prop in the background in the yeah. uh, in the Hager bag. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I got to ask you this because we talked about this in our last Mando episode. Yeah. What What did you think about uh, what was it the previous episode where you're they're sitting in Slave One and it's when the when the ship is rotating and you see the interior oh, the as it's rotating thing? Yeah. How amazingly cool was that? And how cool was it just the way they played it? Like, we're not even gonna really point this out. We're just having this happen while they're talking. That's that is that's 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 part that was that's been talked about a lot as far as debating throughout the expanded universe and, and fan club, fanboys and girls and all that stuff before this mm-hmm. is like how did that actually work? Were people just literally rotated around and thrown around in there, or was it some kind the 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 most commonly believed like canon was that there was some sort of gyroscopic component to slave one. And as perfectly, as you said, Todd, they just showed it. They didn't like point it out. Like Din, mm. J- Din Jared is there's like, Oh, it's a good thing. The gyroscopic thing is working today. Ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> like, it's not, you know, it's not like, uh, uh, like the, the, the sequel trilogy stuff or rise of Skywalker where it's just like, look, 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 we added this cool thing in point big fingers at it and draw yeah. Yeah. much attention that it needs right mm-hmm. right yeah and 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 you guys have touched on that a couple there, there's been a couple of occasions of that where and again i think it lends itself to just how good the series is is the fact that the, the you know they don't go into the depth or sorry i, I should say this way they go into depth where they need to and then mm-hmm. they let yeah. things just be when they need yeah. to yeah you know and and that was one of those things just let it happen and 
you know, we're all going to geek out over it because it's like, oh my gosh, did you see that? <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. And that's, so all, they, and that's they, all you need. That's, that's all, all you need. need. That's all yeah. you need. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, they know where to draw the line. Like, here's here's where fan here's where like newbies are going to need information, and here's where fans are just going to understand. And we we're not going to have to overexplain that. And for people who don't know, they're not going to even care. Yeah, you know, they wouldn't yeah. even care if we really pointed out. They'd be like, huh? Eh. That's and cool. It doesn't matter, you know. Mm. So it's it's just, and they they've been so good about like about uh, not wasting time. They've been so oh, efficient yeah. in this show. Yeah. You know, there's no, there's, there's like no fat on any of these episodes. They are all just so lean, yeah. you know? Oh, it's remarkable. And mm-hmm. and one other point uh, to add to what you were saying about Slave One, James, was I, I, I don't know what you or the Scruffies thought about this, but, and, and it's a small thing, but I mean, that, that's what's, that's something I just really have enjoyed about this series is the way they have these small things be a part of the episode, but just the way when, when, when Fett broke off finally from pursuing them and letting the TIE fighters chase after the shuttle. And then he just hyperspaces out of there. I'm just like, this is a guy who has his, his, his stuff together. You know what I mean? It just, mm. it just looks so cool to see him be like, okay, I've done my job. I'm, I'm out of here. Goodbye. Call me if yeah. you need me. See you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just punches it and off he goes. I mean, well, was, they oh, needed to not- have, they needed to have that happen too. Cause we'll get to later. When yes. The big, the big, the big entry of Mr. Mark Hamill. Yep. Mm. But it just oh it, it just gosh. kind of layered on top of just the coolness and just you know, just kind of that mystique about Fett where he's just like this, you know, well prepared, well I mean, just just crazy good warrior, honor bound sort of guy. You know, I mean he, he just I mean I loved his comment before it all started. He's like, I'll put on a good show. <laughs> oh yeah. I was just gonna bring that up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Raise your shields, princess. Exactly. She just said and he says it to her twice. He was like, Easy yeah. princess. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like you're telling me, really? Do I need to give my resume again? Yeah, I know, right? And that's what I mean. Jeez. Like, like the, the the Fett character across this season. I mean, it, it wasn't the focal point, but from the tragedy forward, it's really been about kind of reestablishing him as this, you know, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, you know, well trained, well seasoned. You know, kind of. I, I don't want to call him a soldier, but but he's someone you don't mess with, and he and he knows how to take you down in you know fifty different ways. I mean, like you guys were talking on, I think it was like two episodes ago. You, you're talking about the knee rockets. I thought it was hysterical. I'm like, who would have thought of doing that? Mm. <laughs> I know, right? Well, that was one I mean, of the things when he shot the knee rockets out. They had it in the visual dictionary or the character book or whatever, but you never saw them. No, used. They were just like there as part of the thing, and that's the great thing about what Filoni and Favreau does. They go deep into that mm-hmm. weird lore stuff and they'll just pick out a random thing where it's just like, oh my God, like this weird little snippet was described as how this thing works and they just put it in there without any big explanation or nope. special 30-minute mm. episode with the director to tell you how to understand the movie they watched. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> oh, oh, but I still want that. <laughs> I I can't wait for, for season two of Mandalorian Gallery. I just... I want well, them to they, double they, all those episodes. Except they're not. They uh, they what? just announced there's only going to be one one hour long episode. No, I oh, wanted galleries? like three times yes. of that. Oh god, only going to be one. I think it comes out around Christmas. I think so too. Yeah. Oh, that stinks. I thought it, it was going to be like a few episodes. No, from what I understand, it's just going to be one. 
I'm so sad because I really wanted to have a, a gallery episode just about the stunt dude who had the fight on last week's episode on top of the mining truck. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That was super mm. badass. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I just wanted like a one-on-one with Bill Burr talking for like an hour about his serious, you know, acting chops. That- <laughs> I know that that was ah he, that conversation he had with Mando in the truck, mining truck, yeah. and then mm-hmm. the cafe mess hall scene. I think some of the best scenes in the entire season too. Yes. Yeah, I, I and, and la- uh, we haven't published it yet, but our last episode, one one thing we were talking about is did did part of that mess hall sequence reminds you of the godfather a little bit like just just when it honed in on his face and his eyes and i mean it was just it was such a great acting job on his part oh but yeah it, it, but it reminded me so much of that scene in in that italian restaurant when when michael finally pulls the trigger and you know basically commits himself into the family business so to speak and it mm-hmm. and then for him to do the same thing just pull the blaster out and just take him out i was like oh my gosh it was uh, it was brilliant and richard brake that uh Joe Chill or whatever yep. from oh, Batman yes. Begins. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, um, Night King season four and five of uh, Game of Thrones. Um, oh, okay. He uh, mm. just does a great job of playing a nasty, evil character. But oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. But anyways, that was last week's episode. Yes. Yeah. Although I one one thing I just realized as we were talking about as you guys were talking about that scene in in The Godfather. We're kind of as a as a viewing audience, you're either outside of the the scene watching it from the outside, like you're at another table, like, oh mm-hmm. wow, what's happening? Or you're kind of Michael and you're trying to, you know, you're you're kind of in that position because it really then the the volume starts going down and you really kind of get into Michael Corleone's head. Yeah. In this scene, I really felt in that scene, I really felt like it we were all Mando just watching this from the sidelines oh he's gonna shoot him he's gonna shoot him yeah. and we're gonna have to shoot our way out of here I, and there's nothing i can do about it i would shoot him he's gonna shoot him he shot him <laughs> <laughs> that's, like that's kind of the, like you just yeah. this kind of weird spot of like i know i know mm-hmm. what's gonna happen it's just a matter of when yeah. like I, what what word is gonna trigger him to finally just blow a hole in this guy you know Seriously. it was it was just a enough of a twist on it that made it really kind of interesting to me at least mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, so Tim, what about you for a favorite moment? Uh, oh, there's so many. Um, yeah. I want to start with the beginning because I felt much like the Ahsoka episode. I really liked that they just threw us right into it. You know, I mean, mm. there, it was the shuttle and Slave One pursuing, and here we go, you know. And yep. you, you really didn't have a chance to breathe until, you know, they boarded and started, you know, laying out the plan of what they were going to do. I, I just thought that was a great beginning. I love the scene you know, is fat, you know, is basically like, you know, disable your transponders. I mean, he just sounded so matter of fact, he's like, you're being boarded. Just do it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. And I love that scene of Slave One coming up in front of, yes. in front of the shuttle, like this ominous sort of <laughs> thing. It was just, it was mm-hmm. just such a great shot and, and just such a, a cool scene overall. So really enjoyed that. And then, um, you know, we already kind of talked about uh, Starbuck. <laughs> Landing the shuttle in the launch tube bay. How about the Tie Fighter launching like a Viper baby out of the uh, yeah out of the out mm-hmm. of the Star Destroyer? I I texted mm-hmm. Todd right after that. Like I said, oh snap! They actually did like a Viper launch. <laughs> oh, it's beautiful, just beautiful, yeah. it's fantastic. Yeah, because up before then, it's always like just you see like the like a like they just drop out of the landing bay or something like that, and you, yeah. you don't you don't really see that part of it. It was really cool. Yeah. Yeah, so so the, the, those were two of them. Um, I don't know, Todd. You got some others? 
What about what about Cara Dune taking out the 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 talkative pilot? Oh, geez. <laughs> like, Did you think that was unnecessarily violent? No. No? I mean, that that dude was, I mean, he's just go. I'm like, as, even the first time I'm watching it, even as I'm like, this is awesome, this is awesome, this is awesome, like, you want her to shoot you, right? Like, you're just, you're begging, you're like, please, just shoot me. Just shoot me. Go ahead. Shoot me. Okay, I'll pro- I'll egg you on some more. Mm-hmm, shoot me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, this is not going to end well for you, dude. Like, she's she's a drop trooper, yeah. and she now you're really ticking her off. Mm-hmm. And eh, I think she's going to shoot you, and she shot you. I, I, but I thought that was just cool. It was it was a great way to reinforce, just to kind of remind you, like, oh yeah, she's a badass. Well, that that and and I think the 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 touch point or, or the nerve he was hitting on Alderaan, in in mm. my mind at least, kind of With the tattoo tear. Like that's interesting. That tattoo is only for Alderaan survivors, apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that was a nice little detail. I mean, it, it it surprised me in a way that she took him out, but in another way, I felt kind of. Like he he was just hitting that nerve enough that I think it played it, it it at least stayed true to what we've seen in the past with or I mean I, I guess we really haven't seen anyone from Alderaan in the past but just the idea that Alderaan was this massacre you know like this this yeah. this inflection point of of you know like a rallying cry I think for a lot of those who joined the Rebel Alliance you know before mm. it became the New Republic mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. but. Yeah, I mean, it was something I wasn't expecting. You know, I mean, in, in, in the series that, I mean, it has violence and, you know, they're shooting, but you, you don't ever, you don't see it like kind of like that where it's like a headshot, you know, and done. Uh, so, yeah, I, it was it was interesting. Well, also, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, we're, we're, as we've as we've gone on through, especially this season, it's just more like you're, at this point they are fully committed. Yeah. And it's sort of like, you know, even the previous episode, like we have to go through here and you have to infiltrate the, you know, the Imperial stronghold and and the dude shoots the guy and then they have to shoot their way out. And all it's like it's no, we're committed. Like, are we going to do this or not? OK, well, then I'm going to blow a hole in this dude's forehead because you want the you, you want the kid back. Right. This mm-hmm. is how we do it. Yeah. And it's interesting seeing Mando have these reactions. You know, we, we like we talked about when. uh the first episode when we got introduced to Bo-Katan about how he's there's a little bit of shock sometimes like dude you just knife that guy that you just shot mm-hmm. you, you like you killed him twice <laughs> you, you realize that you don't get bonus credit for that that wow I mean, it's, and it, it's like Sean Connery in the in the rock what you want me to kill him again yes <laughs> <laughs> is his leg supposed to be twitching like that oh gosh <laughs> oh, oh no. sorry didn't mean we to do derail need to please keep going the thought Oh, that's the entire. Sh- that's what our show is—is is just one long derailment, uh, <laughs> or a train wreck, as my wife likes to call it. Anyways, um, but no, I just—I thought that was a nice little. I, I actually enjoyed that part of that because, again, it was like a reinforcement of of Cara Dune's character, but it was also like, oh wow, this is getting real serious. Like yeah. th- this is real serious. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. What about you, James? You got another one? I'm sure. Uh, I have a ton, man. Um, <clears throat> let's just look at uh, because I'm a. PC gamer, I'll save my bigger ones for later, but uh, the Dark Troopers. Mm-hmm. Basically black Cylons. Black yes. metal Cylons or obsidian Even sounded color. like them as they're, as they're marching. I'm like, that's totally the same sound effect. Yep. Oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, it was that, the the sound effects, um, the, you know, because uh, Pershing mentions that they're Dark Troopers, third generation droids, mm. and it's like, oh my god, I'm looking back to Dark Forces uh, Star Wars Dark Forces from 95 mm-hmm. and being so stoked about that 
you see just more about the dark troopers you see um the at minute like 1408 there's a cool sequence of like booting up the store of the dark troopers yes yeah. and it's like a cool like they have their own little like musical theme as well and mm-hmm. then on that one-on-one battle with mando at uh, minute 1820 the dark trooper just pounding the yes. mando's helmet into the bulkhead and like yeah. like just imagine like yeah he's not making a dent in that helmet but mm-hmm. there's definitely some like force vibration of just the physical impact of that that mando is feeling right there like oh holy yeah holy cow well and, and and that whole sequence kind of made the point of you know it was kind of funny in a way because mando's kind of like the guinea pig and you're seeing okay if these dark troopers ever got their hands on humans they're done mm. like yeah. they're, they are done he's only still yeah. in it because of the best car that's about it pretty much well, man. <laughs> and and that goes into like even just like the uh not musculature but the movement of mm-hmm. these things like how they come out from their little you know borg you know stand-up thingies and then they come out and they step out and the way that they turn like top of their body turn or the bottom of their body turns and then the top turns yes and they're so mechanical and very much like Iron Giant, sort of like, like they're they're all right angles. But then you see him beat up Mando, and you're like, oh, it's because they don't have to be fluid because they can nothing can hurt them, and they can destroy anything in their past that they get that they get hold of. Yeah. So yeah. they don't have to be like you know space Bruce Lee robot. <clears throat> they just have to bash the crap out of anything that gets is stupid enough to get in their radius. Pretty much. That was a, that was the thing that to me was like, oh my gosh, this is so scary. They don't have to be, you know, yeah. they're just intimidating and, you know, killer. Well, and, and and with Mando, so they, you know, he's the guinea pig that establishes how how deadly they are for humans, and then on top of it, you know, he's doing his normal routine of trying to shoot them, flame them, everything else. Nothing's working. Mm. You know, like like the armor is too. I mean. James, we had this conversation last week about how it has just become abundantly clear the stormtrooper's armor does virtually nothing when it comes to a laser gunshot. Yeah, so, or any kind of physical impact. It just uh, yeah, disintegrates and like dissolves. Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> but you know, but he takes some shots at these dark troopers and it just like goes off of them like it's nothing. And I, yeah. yeah, I thought they were made of best car to begin with, but come to find out they're not because you know lightsaber slash slash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. But definitely some kind of like heavy armor plating on those. But I'm glad they got their moment. uh, And it was awesome seeing Luke Skywalker just slice them to pieces. Yes. I mean, they got got like two moments real. Actually, no, three, I would say, because the the fight with Mando, the one on one was was definitely a moment. Yep. And then the moment when they were coming in and they were, you know, they're pounding the door because, oh, my gosh, there was so much tension in that moment. Oh, that was so creepy. I was just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then, and then of course, the whole thing with Luke at the end. But, I mean, man. Oh, the, yeah, those were – and they were, they were legit frightening. Like, I, I know that these are computer-generated, and I'm I'm a little scared right now. Well, and, and, and the music yeah. helped with it, too. I mean, oh, I, I thought yeah. the music was very, very Terminator-like. Yes. Mm. You know what I mean? It, yeah. it, it wasn't the Terminator theme, but it had the characteristics from it. And, and yeah, that when you blend that with that feel. deadly robot sort of thing, it's like, oh, okay, we've been here before. <laughs> yeah, different movie, well, but you know, still, I, I I get the point. This is not going to end well for the heroes. 
So now, so uh, two, so two things. Uh, first of all, the fact that they are just so robotic and they are like that, just that dead stare from the red eyes, like that is creepy enough. Yeah. But did y'all notice, like when the when the elevator comes up at the very end and the one cocks its head, does a little golden retriever, like, yeah. Are we about to die? (laughs) (laughs) So, but the other question I have is, are the dark troopers, is there some sort of force element, some sort of force infusion? And that's why they knew that a Jedi was present. And that's why they all kind of turned and stopped. Or was it just like, oh, there's a ship? Because that doesn't make sense that like these things are that badass and that they all of them turn and stop trying to get in the bridge for like one ship. Yeah, I figure, I think it's got to be more of like, Ah uh, no, we like we have all our these our quarry locked in the bridge, and this other guy just appeared behind us. What is this thing? Oh no, they're slicing us all down. Threat level mm. high. Threat level <laughs> high. Game over. <laughs> well, but they but even when the sh- when the ship shows up before he's done anything, yeah. they stop and they turn. Which I was like, is it? Are we going from like because the dark troopers? The original gimmick was they were like forced infused or something, mm-hmm. right? Are they? Could it be that in just this case they're like force sensitive, like they have a force sort of radar that's kind a, of thing? I mean, it's a good question. I don't. I don't think so. Um, I think they're just trying. I think they did what they did just for the sake of the narrative of the episode. I don't, okay, I fair enough. It didn't give me the vibe that they were like force infused because they clearly like made the point of they need to grow goose blood for some other force infused mm. thing not the dark trooper thing dark troopers are already okay. ro- rocking and rolling there's no like dark trooper project because they're already there mm, good point unless it's something that, that luke did you know so similar to like what obi-wan did on on Tatooine, right i mean he could he, th- he threw mm. the sand people for a loop with some noise he threw out there and scared them off and i'm wondering if just to draw their attention yeah yeah just yeah. just to draw their attention to something else yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Could be. but uh what was i going to say about them um but one of those things that doesn't have to be explained like we didn't need a a 10 oh, second no, scene yeah. of that we just know that oh they know it's blue skywalker they're done yeah 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 well and 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 i also thought it was it was a great point you know so so mando airlocks them which again props to to to, to the bsg you know what i mean uh, yep, yep. madam airlock must be loving this episode like, like loving this series i mean we've seen more people airlocked i think in this series than we have in bsg but um but you know to see them all go and it's like okay great you know he got rid of them not thinking about the fact that wait a minute they're not organic in any way shape or form and they're able to fly so yeah mm-hmm. yeah they're going to be coming back shortly yep <laughs> yeah eventually they will be back which ties into the terminator again yes yes you know so part of the reason why i i threw the end game title into this show was 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 for two particular scenes and one of them was was the ladies just just yes. going, going house on everyone? <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, my gosh, Bo Katan, you know. So, uh, sorry, I'm not going to get the name right. Sasha Banks, uh, you know, Ming No Wen for Fennec Shand. Yes, mm. I mean, they were just showcased in in and, and it wasn't done in an uncharacteristic way. It was earned because of who we know they are. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they just went in and they went to town, Bo. And what what is her name again? I don't want to call her Sasha Banks. Uh, Koska. Um, oh yeah, yeah, Koska Reeves. Koska Reeves. I mean, they're warriors, right? 
they're going to take down stormtroopers. Mm-hmm. Cara Dune mowing them down, and then you mm-hmm. got Fennec who's just you know just taking them out. And I love the the headshot through the uh, the hole of um, <laughs> those containers. There was just hysterical. <laughs> like, I'm getting deja vu. So we just recorded our episode of Scruffy Looking Podcast is like two hours ago. Yeah. Mm. And we were. This is one of my favorite moments that you're describing right here. So please keep going. No, <laughs> it was just, it was just great. I mean, all this fighting's going on, and you see the stormtrooper head pop through this hole, and she's like, "Boom, done." Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just. I mean, but it fits with the character. I mean, she's the sharpshooter. Um, mm-hmm. But but I thought it was just a great nod. You know, just just to give the the you know the ladies that moment to kind of just just go to town on on the stormtroopers and, and just bull you know bull rushing basically for for the you know for the sake of the plan and what they were doing um, so just just uh, you know an, a, another earned moment based on on the characters and and just what what their capabilities are and, and just establishing them as, as a force to be reckoned with was was really cool mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. scene yeah and the and the moment when they're and I love the design of some of these where they're going across those bridges. I mean it's totally impractical why you would have this on a starship of any kind like oh yeah you go across these bridges again with no railings and and then there's <laughs> OSHA there's like there's just this gaping hole that you can fall out of. Like those force shields are only keeping air from going out, but people, eh, screw them. And it's like, you know, so they have, you know, you have, you have, you have uh, the two Mandalorians like jetpack off and mm-hmm. then come back to get the stormtroopers when they circle behind them. The surprise, oh, just, yeah, that was really, cool. yeah, man. Oh, but Moff Gideon and the child and Mando in the brig, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. just Giancarlo, just. Good lord, this guy just acted his butt off in this episode. He did, right? And just in general, just that smarmy bad guy who, in some way, you kind of are like, I kind of like this guy. You know, he's just that oily that you're like, I kind of almost want to root for him. If Baby Yoda wasn't there, I'd be like, you know what? I'm going for that guy. But Baby Yoda's really cute, so never mind. But just that whole thing where, and then he's going to let him go. Like okay, you can take the child. Yeah, dude, that just, that is it, minute twenty two forty eight. Didn't you think that for just a brief moment of moments that Gideon was just gonna let him walk out? Mm-hmm. Oh, it, it and it turned into like a, it turned into like that Kill Bill moment, like in the in the, with the crazy eighty eight. Was like, did you really think it was gonna be that easy? <laughs> you know, for a moment there, yeah, I kind of did. Well, <laughs> it, it did in the way that it did in the way that oh. I, Taking it for face value of, oh man, Mando is just going to take uh, Grogu. I almost said Groot. Um, <laughs> Mando's going to take Baby Groot and walk out of there. Uh, Moff Gideon's going to let him escape, and then mm-hmm. now he uh, Dinjar is going to deal with Bo Katan, who's just like, wait, you let him go. Yeah. yeah, like I'll listen. Like be, I'll, I'll listen. I'm glad you saved the kid, but what's wrong with you? Why did you let him go? And then that would be yeah. like the fall. That drama and fallout next season would be a thing. That's if they yep. really wanted to go with the overly dramatic, stupid route. But the way they did it was perfect because, again, I keep thinking of this live action show as a, basically a live action uh, animation uh, episode, like Clone Wars or Rebels. Yep. They're all 22 to 30 minutes long. And it's got to be real simple and straightforward for your layman 
Star Wars fan or casual watcher to understand and everybody gets it and they did a really good job. The music tied with it well. Yeah. And mm. it's like, oh no way, he's an evil moth, evil imperial moth who's going to backstab you and murder you at any possible chance. Yeah, which led into a really great like uh, lightsaber, uh, you know, fight. I mean, uh, well, dark saber fight. Oh, but ig- it, ignite the black man. That thing was oh, sick. That, but that was a great little fight. And and the thing is, the moth it, versus the viper. <laughs> yeah, right. And, it, <laughs> and speaking of which, the viper, I definitely and I forgot to mention this when the dark trooper was pounding the hel- helmet into there. I was getting PTSD from the mountain and the prince of Dorn crushing his face. Yes. Yes, Todd hasn't seen that, but yeah, that, that that's how oh. that fight ends, and it's not pretty. Oh, well. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. That came out 10 years ago. Come on. Oh, no, it's fine. I, I, I'm I probably not going to get into that. I've, I've got to be very careful with my streaming because I get locked into these things. <laughs> and I've, I've realized that it's hereditary because now my daughter is uh, – they're probably not now. They've probably gone to bed because we're, we're recording late. But mm-hmm. they've got locked into uh, – she's, she's got locked into watching Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh, and sick. That, that's what she wants to watch all the time now. And I'm like, oh. And, and she did that things. with – she did that with Rebels. Like every spare moment that we had, she's like, hey, you want to watch some Rebels? And I'm like, do I want to watch some Star Wars cartoons? Well, <laughs> sure, yeah. you feel that way. Let's go. Twist it's my like, arm. you know what? You can call off that paternity test. She's mine. Uh, <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> but, oh, man, I, I probably will not watch Game of Thrones because I would become obsessed with it. I was starting to explain the fight to him. Just do it. You just got to do it. It's good, man. Yeah, you'll it binge good. it. Yeah. You're going to binge it hard, and then it'll be over. Like a bad okay. co- bad case of COVID. Oh, awful. okay. That's awful. Oh, great. It's just awful. Yeah. Too soon. Am I going to need a ventilator for can watching I, Game of Thrones as well? Can I can I share one quick story about the um, the four uh, kick-ass ladies earlier? Oh, please. Uh, yeah. Please. So I was watching, uh, I was on complete social media blackout because it drops at 4 a.m. Easter time mm. uh, all the way across the world, uh, which is prime time for like China, Japan, Australia, mostly mm-hmm. China and Japan. Thailand, all that. So I wonder if Disney's doing that on purpose because of you know the amount of subscribers oh, totally. they may have or fans or whatever. Much like when Game of Thrones was out, it dropped at prime time ish for us here on the East Coast in the UK. But anyways, or, or mostly in the US. But regardless, the point I wanted to make was during the scene where Fennec Shan and Cara Dune, Bo-Katan, Koskaris are just absolutely destroying stormtroopers and doing everything else completely amazing. Um, my wife sitting next to me is acting like a 12 year old being like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like how I would do it when I first like would see these scenes on my like favorite childhood characters growing up. And, and mm-hmm. she's like, wow, look at those awesome, like strong female characters just absolutely destroying these oh, yeah. troopers. But and mm-hmm. the thing was, it, it, it was done again in such a way that it's like it's not the setup in Endgame where it's like here we're going to pose all the female actors together for the marketing photo shoot this is just how it shook out because obviously you can't have Boba Fett with them because if Boba Fett is there and Luke Skywalker shows up there's going to be like a hmm what's going on here also Luke Skywalker didn't mention his name Luke Skywalker because if he did Bo-Katan would have been like hmm are you related to 
Anakin Skywalker. I used to fight mm. alongside with him and Obi-Wan Kenobi, who used to hook up with my sister Satine back on Mandalore during the Clone Wars. Mm. What? <laughs> Hold the phone here. Yeah. Yeah. We got to straighten out the timelines. Hang on. Uh, yeah. And that, and, and by the way, that is all canon because that is all in the animated series, not yep. the uh, Bo Katan sister hooking up with Obi Wan Kenobi. That was highly, highly insinuated all the way across the board, but never actually seen, mm. nor would it ever be seen on an animated series. But um, mm. that was just really, just in general, that was really cool just seeing the four, those four actresses just really kicking butt. Yeah. And mm. being oh, yeah. awesome. Mm hmm. Um, All right, other other favorite moments because I've got to like I've got three or four more. But just I, I just a quick comment on, on the Moff Gideon thing that, that I liked was, um, and, and we already kind of touched on this, maybe not saying it this way, but I love the mind games that he plays. Mm. Oh yeah, you know what I mean? Like like that whole sequence where you know is it almost like he's the Joker? Is it like Heath Ledger's Joker a little bit? <sighs> Oh, he's definitely trying to get into his head. I mean, yeah, he had, he had Mandalorian convinced that he was going to let him walk out of there. Right. Yeah. And he's and now he, their prisoner. So what? How's what's he going to do to escape? Right. Oh my gosh, I love that moment when he when he's like, "You're going to spare my life. This will be interesting." I'm like, <laughs> "Oh my gosh, like, dude, he could just like he could still spear you. Like, he could he could go right through your throat now, dude." Yeah. And but, oh man, but yeah. somehow he knows who he is, and he knows he's not. And yeah, and Moff Gideon is is keenly aware of the drama that ensues with Dinjarin disarming Moff Gideon, taking the dark saber. And not mm -hmm. having it in Bo-Katan because Bo-Katan has to do that in order to win the honor and the 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 um, the, the uh, what's the word I'm looking for earn the Reputation. right mm -hmm. to wield the dark saber and be the leader of Mandalore. And she didn't get to do that, and that has not a... been resolved at the end of this episode. So I'm thinking, no. I'm thinking the very following season next story because I think it's going to be chapter one again of a new story arc. Yeah. Uh, I think it picks up with this Mandalorian thing. You're going to see more Bo-Katan. You're going to see a, a, a conflict and a resolution to this. Because if you remember earlier when they first saw him, minute 753, uh, Bo-Katan goes and says, when you finish your quest, I would have you consider joining my quest to retake Mandalore. Yeah. Din Djarin agreed. Yeah. He yep. said, yeah, well sure. Whatever, don't he, care. Well, he, Help agreed, me get he agreed to consider. I think that's, I that's mean, how I, I would. Took it, at least. I would have you consider, and he says, "Okay, I'll consider it." But that seemed to be like a affirmation of like, "Yeah, cool, okay." You seem like a fighting for a worthy cause. Maybe save our mm. home world. Sweet, cool. Yeah. So, which is a big that, change for him? Which absolutely is, because you see him take the helmet off. Oh yeah! Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, that was oh that moment. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> you know, and, and so actually, have either of you seen like uh, some of the stuff that Kevin Smith was catching on on social media? Because he was like, he he posted a picture of like like red eyes, like he had just been crying, like someone in his family yes, had passed away. I, I saw and, that, uh, and I immediately looked away from it because I'm like, I don't want to know. <laughs> and and like people are like giving him crap. I'm like, can't we? Can't anybody have anything nice these days? Like. Like I, I'm, a, no. I'm a, we're all, we're all kind of about. Well, me and Tim are about social, the same age. Social media. A few years behind us. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. This whole year is a trash fire. People but, suck. Sorry. Oh ahead. man, there's so many moments where it was like it just kind of caught me. I'm like, oh, I can't believe what I'm watching. You know, and it kind of got a little emotional. Like, yeah. man. Oh, dude, my eyes were completely welled up. I was yep. glad the lights were turned off down here, so my wife wouldn't see me cry. 
<laughs> that entire that entire thing, man. Like you you have uh, minute thirty six oh six, the helmet reveal, like big tears mm-hmm. welling up, and you yeah. wonder. At that moment, Luke is watching this go down, which Luke, just four years, three or four years, or however long this takes place after events of Return of the Jedi, also had that reveal with Darth Vader. Right. Uh, Chris and Kev were talking about this um, that they picked up on that I got to give him credit for. Darth Vader, a.k.a. Anakin Skywalker, is like, take my mask off. I want to look upon mm. you with my own eyes. Yes. And Mandalorian gives that opportunity to Grogu. And Grogu, like, he, like, reaches out, touches his face with his gnarly little paw. Yeah. And <laughs> it, it's just a real special moment. Yeah. And Luke is witnessing this. So I'm hoping that, you know, that that is internalized. And yeah. just really, just really cool. I, I just, I love, I just. Ah, I, lo- I will see you again. I promise. You know, yeah. Big, yeah. big emotional moments. Grogu still has the Mandalorian necklace that he gave him. Oh, that's right. From season one and a season one, if you remember. So I feel like we probably won't see Grogu, I would say, at all for the following season unless they do some kind of big time jump, which I feel like we're in a real tense situation. So they're definitely not just going to like wash over this and pretend like everything's okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think like. At some point, Grogu will reach out to him or send a message or he's trying to find him or something. And that necklace will be like the method of like verification of like, yeah, yeah, this is me. Come get me yeah. or I'm yeah. going to meet you here or I'm coming to help you, you know, and- or, or a way for other Mandalorians to just to justify like rescuing him like he, he right. is a foundling. Right. Yeah. I mean, technically, oh, yeah. Right. Considering how, how Mandalorians are like, hey, once a foundling, always a foundling. Yeah. It's true. I, you know the sense of honor and 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 loyalty, and all that. I mean, you saw how quickly friggin' Boba Fett and Fennec Shan shacked up with Mando uh, two, three episodes yeah. ago. Right. Um, so that was that was pretty cool. But yeah. and and to to your point, James, with you know that 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 scene where he takes the mask off, I I mm-hmm. was I was thinking about the juxtaposition of that, you know, being at the end of season two to going all the way back to episode one, season one end of that episode where it starts out with just him, you know, putting his finger out and touching, you know, mm. Grogu's hand. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know what real, I mean? real and, cool and mirror like, moment there. Yeah. The first moment of him kind of reaching out and, you know, being this kind of loner and now he's got this charge that he's taking care of to that moment where he takes the helmet off, you know, Creed be damned. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, it, it's, it, it, you know, Pedro Pascal was just, you know, he, he's really done most of the acting when the helmet's been off with his face, you know, mm-hmm. in, in that Bill Burr scene, I loved, you know, the, the looks he was giving him, like, don't do it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, yeah. dude. And he did. He must have been practicing so long for that because he's probably like, all right, Pedro, you're going to lose the helmet here. So you better do a good job. Make or it count, baby. Make it no count. more scenes without the helmet, buddy. So we saw some real A plus acting from him. Now, the way that I read that is like, don't do it. If I was you, I would do it. Don't do it. <laughs> if I was you, I would totally, I would have already shot him. Don't do it, though. I was, okay, you shot him. Fair enough. Oh. No. <laughs> Let's shoot the rest of these guys. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. I, the, oh, the, so great. The, the, whole, the whole scene of Luke coming in, mm-hmm. I mean, oh. 2551, when the X-Wing shows up, when I first saw that, everyone's like, oh, my God, it's Luke Skywalker. Everybody's, you know what I thought? I thought it was Captain Carson Tiva to the rescue. 
So, so this, you know, first, New Republic blaster rifle. He's just going to shoot them out of the cockpit because you Cliff know that's, Clavin, the the the, yeah, the Cliff Clavin sheriff. Spider, of, uh, yeah, exactly. The marshal of the spider caves. I thought he was going to yeah. show up and be like, "Oh, for crying out loud!" All right, you duck troopers, you need to uh, walk your way back into the brig. Yeah, but yeah. then, but then, as soon as the music changed, and yeah. then all of a sudden. You see, oh, yeah. uh, oh, you know it's him automatically once you see the black robe, hundred ten percent. Well, no. So here's the thing. So as we're watching this, and and so here's the scene. Okay, so so me and my my daughter are, we've got like our couches kind of in an L set up, and the TV is you know at away from the L. I'm I'm making hand gestures like you guys can see me, and because this is the point I'm at. <laughs> French, Polish, whatever. Uh, so you know. You know, so he was a boat, a boot, and um, so my my wife is like stretched out on the other couch, and and she's just like barely paying attention, social media, and kind of like you know, anytime she can memeify like Baby Yoda that she's watching Baby Yoda, I'm like, <laughs> okay, whatever. And so as soon as we saw the X wing, and like I like both me and my daughter leaned forward, like synchronized, like lean forward in the couch, like uh huh. <laughs> and of course the great line by Cara doing like, oh, one X Wing, we're saved. And I'm like, thank you for letting the pressure off a little bit with a nice funny line. Yeah. And then you see that then they give you another shot of the X Wing going in the bay. Because it kind of gives you like, okay, well wait a minute. Okay, funny line, give me a second to breathe, then show the X Wing going in. And my first words were, can't be. Can't yeah, be. Yeah. And then they keep, then they everything else is black and white as they're showing the black robe and everything. I'm like, all right, all right, no, no, can't be, can't be, can't be. Can I just throw a quick okay. comment in before you keep going? Yeah, yeah. So this is the other reason why I call this Endgame because when that X-wing floats in and lands, mm. that to me is the the Mjolnir moment when the hammer goes to Captain America. Yes, you know what I mean. When yeah. that X-wing well, lands, you're like. Something's about to go down, and I think I know what it is, but I don't quite believe it. But I think it's going to happen. <laughs> no, no. Actually, I would say that that was that was earlier. I don't know where that just, moment that, that tip- ship just floating in, and when they said it's just one X-wing, I'm like, yeah. Oh, they they are going to do what we thought they weren't going to do. <laughs> that to me is the on your left moment. Yeah. Yes. 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 Because there was there was they even the mu- the music there even though there was music. There was it was a very kind of undercurrent sort of thing, mm-hmm. like it wasn't in your face, yeah. and again, just more tension. But so we, I, just leaning forward, like they can't, it, it can't be, can't be, can't be, and all the black and white like security camera footage, and I'm like, okay, well, which was so brilliant to hide that, yeah, and I'm like, I, I don't know what color the lightsaber is, I need to know what color the lightsaber is, and then, and then you see green, I'm like. And even then, I'm still talking myself out. I'm like, well, there's other. There's got to be. There's only so many colors. So it's, it, it it might not be. And then all of a sudden, you see the gloved black right hand. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, son of a Kenobi. We're oh, we're in business now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you, you. And at that point, oh, at that point, me and me and the kid were just like, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was like, oh. Let's, let's let's kill some dark troopers. Come on now. And like I like I said, minute like thirty one oh two, Bo Katan goes a Jedi, a Jedi, oh. and like she sounds so surprised because yeah. for the animated series watchers and stuff for Clone Wars and Rebels, Bo Katan, like she fought alongside Obi Wan and Luke Skywalker mm. and all of the Jedi Order. Like she was there when the Jedi Order was still a thing, 
And so she understands that like seeing a Jedi right now is like, holy cow, what is going yeah. on? I haven't seen one in, you know, yeah. 25 years, but all of a sudden, boom, here he yeah. is or here this and person then, is. And then Giancarlo playing it like, oh my gosh, that's like I just look of genuine terror. That's, that's what I was going to say. Big props to him. And, too. Yeah. Big props like, to him sold, in the way that sold he that like trip sold that like Triple H when Cactus Jack came oh, back. Oh like, yes, <laughs> sold like a million bucks. Like oh, <laughs> like, like oh, for, business about to pick up for 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 him to go from pure delight as the dark yes. troopers are pounding the door, and and well, Giancarlo Esposito again with with the facial acting, just just <sighs> the utter look of terror on his face, like. If this guy gets a hand on me, I'm done. <laughs> well, yeah. well, no. Keep it. Keep in mind, he's just he's won. He has won. Like he just dropped the all. He dropped the dime on the fact that oh well, he, she's got to kill you to get that. You can't give it up. Mm -hmm. And ha ha ha. No, I got these dark troopers. Everyone in here gonna be dead except for me and the child. Ha ha. I've won. <laughs> and, and then it's like Dave Chappelle. I'm rich. Yeah. You know. And all of a sudden, <laughs> an next one comes floating in. Like, oh, wait a minute. This could be a problem. I wasn't planning <laughs> on this. A Jedi, like, oh, no. Yeah. The one thing that could happen. Oh, man. And, and it was such a microcosm of, like, what we've talked about just within the episode, just the establishment of the terror of the Dark Troopers, mm. that you saw Luke do what he did against them. You know what I mean? Like, yes. like, like to go through and just completely annihilate them just was such an elevation of you know his character from what he was in return of the jedi to see him in action um i saw this uh someone on twitter posted this really cool side by side of the mm -hmm. you know as the doors opened and there was the smoke and you saw the green hue of the lightsaber contrasting it to the rogue one darth yes. vader march you know kind of at the end of that movie as he was slaughtering the um, you know, the, the, the rebel soldiers and just, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the red hue and with the smoke and everything was just such, I, I'm like, that was awesome. <laughs> That's such yeah. a cool, cool, like you father, know, like son pick up by that person. But yeah, really just to cool see him. Cut through yeah. Them. Yeah. I mean, it was just, it was so cool to see him go through and, 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 you know, even the last one, I don't remember if it, like, like the one I'll call the tin can dark trooper where he just holds up his hand and he just starts getting yes. compressed. <laughs> Oh well, my it, god, it, that was beautiful. That was fantastic. I think that's a throwback to uh, the droid factory battle scene with Anakin Skywalker and Attack of the Clones. There was a lot of that. Oh, okay. The crushing. Yeah. We we're like, like father, like son. I love destroying things. Well, it 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 shows this other side of Luke. Like there is a little, there's a little vicious streak in there. There's a little Anakin in there because he could have just like he just took out the other dark trooper with his lightsaber he could totally turn around and do that with that guy after he had him like you know pinned but no he decided i'm gonna crush this guy <laughs> like oh okay luke a little uh you know or might be a little I, tensed up. as he's walking over that bridge and he slices that one like completely in half and it just falls oh, <laughs> falls to either is. side of the bridge <laughs> so so quick question uh, just a poll more badass moment the Darth Vader like hallway in Rogue One or this one? Uh, or do we have a tie? I mean, I don't know. I think the Darth Vader one has like that malice of just like, nope, y'all mm. gonna die. Where yep. this one is, you're you're seeing, and, I, and I'll expand on this a little bit more. But you're seeing Luke Skywalker, Jedi Master, 
in mm. his prime, right? Mm-hmm. Seeing yes. him in his prime in a way that wasn't able to be portrayed or reflected in live action back in 1983. Yep. Like you're mm. seeing, you're seeing uh, the best tech te- te- technology can offer um, that really bringing to life how cool Common Collected he is. It's like, oh yeah, I have a lightsaber. I am just slicing through these dudes like butter right now. Not a big deal. It's yeah. just so cool just because he's moving through with such ease where Darth Vader does it with his malice and his hate. So it's, yeah. it's you know, two sides of the same coin. You know, your your light side and your dark side imagery. I mean, they complement mm. each other really well. I mean, I'm sure that was definitely influencing them in that decision of making that scene and just really, really well executed. Mm. I'm going to go a push for the reason you just stated, but for a slightly different additional reason which is i remember when when i saw the when i saw rogue one and i saw that scene at the end i remember saying to my brother-in-law like this is just a further establishment of just how nasty vader was Mm. like like we, we we never really saw it you know in episode four we you know we saw him walk through at the beginning we saw him get a little upset and you know choke a guy out and you know yell at Princess Leia. Yeah, but but we never saw him like that in Rogue One, where he was just at his you know like 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 you said with Luke, kind of in his prime, you know, his penultimate sort of you know evilness, going mm. through and just just slaughtering those guys and and just showing just just the breadth of his power. And then this one, like you just said, I, I think was was a showcase of Luke. Like you said, we never saw him like this in '83. You know, he was just coming into his own as a Jedi, so to speak, you know, facing off against the Emperor and his father. So to see him kind of march through and dominate in this way and and just, uh, you know, kind of be the Jedi Master, like what I texted Todd was, this is not the Luke we read about in the Thrawn trilogy. (laughs) You know what I mean? This is not the hot chocolate loving Luke. This is a Luke with a mission, baby. Exactly. Hot chocolate Luke. No. No peppermint swizzle for me. <laughs> I'm actually I'm gonna go I'm gonna say that uh, that Luke's was more badass uh, because I am a big fan of in the Last Jedi the final showdown with Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mostly because I I I I'm a sucker for the the aging veteran pulling out one more you know great moment. You know, in spite of their physical limitations, and you can you in in that moment you kind of see their physical limitations. Mm-hmm. Like he can't, he couldn't compete with Kylo Ren, so he's going to do it in 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 other ways. He couldn't go head to head with him. He's going to kind of mess with him and, uh, and that sort of thing. This kind of bridges the gap between uh, what we saw in Return of the Jedi and what we see in the Last Jedi. Yeah, it give like 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 James said. Oh my god, and so well. Just the the fact that this is the this is the Jedi Master that we didn't get to see. We saw Jedi Knight, we didn't see Jedi Master. And here, like yes, this is the prime, mm-hmm. and and this is what he is fully capable of. And it makes now it completes that arc. And, oh, it's it's beautiful. It was beautiful. Agreed. Indeed. And 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 the way he deals with, you know, like the. You know, as we talked about with 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 Grogu and and the way he kind of just says, you know, he he needs your permission to go, mm. you know, and and just that whole interchange that we've already talked about. I mean, I I, I love and we already talked about it, but I, I love that that paw in the face scene, you know, where where it's mm. just, 
you know, c- c- you know, kind of connecting with him at that level and, and just the brilliance of, of Pedro Pascal's, you know, portrayal of that, just, you know, you, you just see like, it's, it's both the embracing of, of the kid touching his face. And it's also the, I got to say goodbye to you. And this really sucks, you know? <laughs> sort of yeah. Thing. Yeah. I mean, all in his face, all in his face. And, mm-hmm. and then I, I, I love how, how R2D2 is kind of the key for, for Grogu to kind of turn around and start, <laughs> start hightailing it to Luke. <laughs> Dude, dude, deep, deep theory that uh, I think Kev or Chris had. Um, R2-D2 was the one who saved, saved Grogu when the uh, temple was being assaulted by Anakin, right? Because ah. he was on the land speeder with him when Anakin went over to slay all the younglings. What if, what if R2 was there and saved oh, Grogu? Oh, and that, and that would be kind of the tie. Ah. Because it is interesting when he shows up, that's when he's... Crawls okay. over to him. Yeah. yeah. He's oh, like, oh man, wow. blue tin can, save my life. Hey, I remember you. <laughs> I don't know. Deep fakes. <laughs> Speaking of deep fakes, I really loved. I like. I'm a big fan of the deep fakes since uh, wrote, they did it with Rogue One with Guy Henry doing Grand Moff Tarkin, mm-hmm. and mm. I like what they did with Prince Leia at the end of it. I'm mm. really fine with what they did with Luke Skywalker here. And they brought him mm-hmm. in and they exited him. They didn't just leave it on a cliffhanger where he appeared. Now we're going to be waiting to see, like, all right, what does he do right. with it? Like, they controlled what he did with his face and, and he, he stayed in one spot the whole time, basically. Like, this technology is just getting better and better and better. And just where it goes from here is only up. So more more live action deep fakes, please. If that gets us more Han, Leia, Luke stories, like mm-hmm. stories of the Jedi Temple and Luke's successes and failures as a jedi master done yeah well yes and no i i oh man i want to say it but at the same time it was still a little just it was it yeah there was just something a little off it works for brief moments and i do i appreciate the fact that they didn't they didn't leave you hanging like hey tune into season three to see what luke finally says like they brought him in they brought him out and it was and I loved how they like fade out on like the door closing. Yes, oh, yeah, is beautiful. Yeah, right, the you whole, see how short he is. Although I, I, yeah. I have to ask you both: when you first saw his face, though, were were you examining it very closely to see if it was Sebastian Stan or not? Yes, I was. Because uh, I was too. I'm like, is that really? Are, are they doing the CGI thing, or is that Sebastian? <laughs> Yeah, I kind of was because I couldn't tell. And so here's the thing: like, I, is that the so Winter Soldier? I, Bucky is alive. I was looking. Yeah. At, I was looking on social media earlier in the day, and I was on Instagram. So I'm like, "Oh, I'm safe." And then I realized, "Oh crap!" I follow Katie Sackoff on on Instagram, and she had a she. I saw her. I saw, and I started looking at the po- the the picture from left to right, and it was her in the Bo-Katan armor, and it was on the the bridge of the cruiser. And I and I saw a dude on the right, and I just I quickly scrolled past because I'm like, "Oh crap!" Spoiler. And it's a picture of her and Mark Hamill, and I'm so glad that I didn't recognize like who he was yeah, immediately. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh! It, but yeah, it oh. it it was, and the thing I'm curious about is uh, especially a. Uh, do you guys think that that was actually his voice? It was. Did they do any processing, or did they? Well, no, I mean, I know, I know his voice, but do you think they de-aged his voice a little bit, or do you think that because he's such a great voice actor, he's like, oh, I can do like thirty-five-year-old Mark Hamill? Hang on a second, for a couple words at least, you yeah. know, gravelize my voice. I bet they edited the crap out of that. I'm sure that he did like a bass yeah. thing, and they yeah. just cleaned it up. 
Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, he—I mean, he's a legit. Like, he's done—he's done more voiceover stuff than live action. Yeah. Really? I mean, oh, he was the voice. Oh, voice for the sure, Joker man. for crying out loud. For sure. Man, I—I I would love to. That's see. This is why I need like. I need like three or four times what they gave us for Star Wars Gallery Season 1. I want to know all this stuff. I like, know, man. That's the I most could, disappointing I could be wrong part. I believe I, from my read, and I don't have the thing in front of me. Um, but yeah, only one episode. <laughs> that, 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 that's the most disappointing part, because I would love to hear about you know what went into the Ahsoka episode. Yeah, what went into gosh. the Bo-Katan episode and and bringing you know Katie Sackoff in? What you yeah, know, what, I need what went two into hours all... on every episode. That's what the, I need. The first episode with with the crate dragon. I mean, you know, just all <sighs> that stuff was just you know. There's just so much good stuff in this season. Mm-hmm. Oh, tons. so much good stuff. Tons. Just just stop talking. You're making me angry at Favreau and Filoni, so, and I don't want to be angry at them. <laughs> one. So so I, I I think we've covered pretty much most of the episode, if not all of it. Except I want to come back. End. Oh, well, yeah. we we will get to that in a moment. But I want to ask you both about the dark saber issue. Sure. Oh, what are your thoughts on such a brilliant turn of events? Oh my gosh, it is. Except Sorry. except for this, what are your thoughts on it when you think about Bo Katan's stance on Mando and being kind of ruled by the Creed? Because I was watching that and I'm like, okay, she has to fight him for it. But wasn't she the one who was like, you don't really got to wear the helmet all the time. You know what I mean? Mm. And why are you, you know, kind of adhering? Like, I almost feel like the shoe's on the other foot for her now. You know what I mean? Like, like she she's abiding by these rules. And he's basically like, look, I yield it to you. Take it from me. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? He's like, I don't want it. You can have it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this, this, this has got to be, I feel like there's got to be some... There's some rules in their society that probably can't be broken, right? Yeah. That's that's yeah. only my guess. And I think that like his sect, his his like his little religious zealots that he grew up with and stuff like that would just be like I can't remember the name of it, but like uh children it, of the watch. Or imagine it? like some super conservative branch of the Catholic Church. You know what I mean? For lack mm -hmm. of a better example. Like sure. in the uh, sure. I forgot the name of it in uh, the Da Vinci Code. But like they all believe in the same thing, right? right. Mm -hmm. Some are a lot more hardcore than others, mm -hmm. um, and I think he's he's the case of I've just been sheltered his entire life. This is all he knows. This is it. Now he's realizes like no, nah, no, nah, like fight for the things you love. Like uh, what um, Mayfield? No, what? Uh, what's her uh, Rose? Right from uh, Last Jedi. Oh yes, 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 yes. yes. Thank you. I, I can't believe I forgot her name. For, yeah, it's Rose. It's Rose Tycho. Um, has it has Rose hasn't Rose suffered enough? I know, right? Um, <laughs> you would have to. Rose said, "You know, fight for the things you love or things you want to save." You know, and and that's kind of what Mando's doing right there. And but yeah, I I don't know how that's going to go. Maybe Bo Katan thinks that like, oh man, he's going to take the dark saber with him back to these like group of religious zealots. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh man, we're going to be going through some real crazy shit with the Mandalorians now. Mm. And Lord knows, I'm awful when it comes to theorizing. Do it, but <laughs> no, I will. Not you. But I will say this: I, I think it You're would right, be right. extremely yeah. fitting and very funny for Mando to flip it around on her with this whole thing because she she was so dismissive of him and his creed. Mm. You know, when when they first met, for him to turn around and be like. Yeah, I'm the one with the sword. You got to beat me now. Apparently, you know, 
It's like, how's it feel to be on the other side of this? You know what I mean? This is the way. This is- <laughs> they all hate you. And if he could, if he could do like a little head shake with it and a snap, oh, that would gosh. be perfect. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I think, I think it's really actually very interesting. And it, and, and yeah. granted, maybe I'm reading way too much into this, and it's probably because I've had a little too much old Forrester at this point, sure, and I'm getting sure. really deep and philosophical, but. <laughs> It kind of just demonstrates in a in a general way, like everybody's got their own set of beliefs, and yeah, everybody yeah. thinks their own stuff is the stuff that you know really matters. And she's like, "Yeah, of course you can take your helmet off." Oh, but wait a minute, I need to beat you for the dark saber. And really, they're both kind of really arbitrary. Like yeah. the dude's willing to hand it to you, but right. you're like, "I can't take it. I can't take it. I can't do it." And it's like, really? But if it's- you tell me I have to keep it, I'll keep the laser sword. It's pretty yeah. sweet. Yeah. I, it's it's just this weird thing, and I think it's kind of it's it's showing it's adding a little more kind of depth to who the Mandalorians are and kind of illustrating that. But it, it can also be read in a much larger sense. Well, I think. and and I wonder if there's going to be a struggle for her as well because it's different when she's chasing Moff Gideon, who, you know, the situation's a little more black and white for her. Mm-hmm. You know, she must defeat him because he is the Imperial, he is the evil one. Yep. Now Mando has it, and she's seen him, and she's she's seen him throw his body in front of stuff for her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like she knows this is a man of honor. This is a man who who puts himself into something. You know, when he makes a deal, he goes all in and he honors it. So mm-hmm. she's now going to have to deal with. You know, it's not so easy to take it away from him. Well, and also he could be very useful. Oh, sure. So how do you how do you manage to have your cake and eat it too? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to theorize beyond that because apparently Filoni writes episodes to completely thwart those things. So I'm just going to be quiet at this point. <laughs> just going to keep it in your head cannon, man. Keep That's it right, head cannon. It's all head cannon. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I don't know if there's anything left. Actually, I I will say I, it was kind of interesting seeing the Beskar spear get like that kind of like the, the reddish like it got hot from where the dark saber was hitting it like oh it doesn't cut through it but it's coming pretty close it, it, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like conductor it, for electricity or energy yeah. or whatever i mean it's yeah. just like any other piece of like hot metal right it just it will 110 percent heat up like that and i loved that i thought that was super cool yeah yeah it was a very nice detail yeah better than it just kind of bouncing off of it you know with no effect or anything yeah, pretty much. Which seemed to happen, well, I think, during the Ahsoka fight when when Ahsoka fought the magistrate. I'm pretty sure well, the lightsaber just bounced off it. I don't think it had the same effect, or did it? Well, yeah, but wait, what? Is the, is the lightsaber di- different than the dark saber? Like um, the isn't the dark saber more of when Ahsoka fought the magistrate? Yeah, 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 I don't yeah, remember yeah, yeah. it glowing that way. But I no, don't know. no. But also, it, they didn't like hold. Well, no, he did have it on there for a period of time. Yeah, I don't know hmm. how that would work. Very interesting. Yeah. I liked it though, whatever it was. It kind of says that like the dark saber is this. It, it it's kind of nice because like there's a, there's a lot of lightsabers. There's only one dark saber though, so it kind of adds a little more like Mystique. oh this is that is correct. The dark thing. saber was the only lightsaber crafted by the only Mandalorian slash Jedi. So there's one Mandalorian out there, mm. probably huh. a thousand or so years ago, old canon, anyways. Uh, person grew up on Mandalore, had the Force, became a Mandalorian Jedi, and created that lightsaber, the only one of its kind. And Mm. that has just turned into, and I think he was also the leader of Mandalore, um, but that's always been like, that's like the crown 
you know, he gets passed yeah. out of generation, but it's not a dynasty through your family. It's a dynasty through earning it and earning it through yeah. like honorable battle and conflict or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we've covered everything so, now. Do, yeah, is there anything and, else? And so I, I have a line here. Where where do we go from here? Which is meant to kind of be like, oh. where, where do we think season three oh. will go? But first... Time out, yeah, ending, right? Of course. The, the post-credit <laughs> scene with Big the tuna. greatest... One, one of the greatest visuals from Star Wars, Boba Fett sitting on the throne, baby. <laughs> oh, uh, my gosh. So good. I mean, if, if that isn't the exclamation Jabba, mark on... Jabba's throne. On Jabba's throne, but if that isn't the exclamation mark on his rehabilitation this season, I don't know what is. Oh, that was like a that was an exclamation point by Favreau. Like, you know what, Lucas? Here's where here's where Boba should have been. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's great. And oh. then seeing the uh, seeing uh, Bib Fortuna, the big yeah. tuna. Yeah, well, with fat, fat bib hey, Fortuna. This this tuna has definitely been packed in oil, not water. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but very, uh, very. I love the whole scene. That that was great. My favorite moment of it all, forty three twenty six, with Fennec Shan blaster rifle in one hand, bottle of Spotchka in the other one. Oh yeah, yes. Yeah. Falling off it while Boba Fett just sits down like a complete boss into that chair. Yes, like he's been practicing sitting in that chair his entire life. I love the little moment where he just sets the blaster down, yeah. just leans it right there, and like, then yep, setting up shop here I, for the night, boys. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, you go ahead and have a drink. I'm just gonna sit here and enjoy this moment. So, what what is yours, or or what was the the Scruffy's kind of thoughts on uh, Bib Fortuna being there? Because I had always thought Bib Fortuna went up in smoke with the uh, you know with the with the barge in Return of the Jedi. Well, come to find out, technically on the Star Wars website, he did as well. Um, they just- did he really? <laughs> Is on the website. He died on the uh, he died on the sail bars. So they died in service that. to Jabba. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there'll be some like weird thing. Maybe he survived and like made it out of there. Don't forget too, Boba just straight up walked up and shot him. Oh yeah. So what if? What if after the battle, Boba was able to crawl out? Bib Fortuna left him to die. Oh. And they both yes. survived. Bib got himself out of there left Boba to die and now Boba's coming back and be like Mm-mm-mm. no what about season three as a whole where where do you see it going is this uh may, is, is this going to be kind of the the quest to start beginning resolving you know who rules Mandalore or uh you're asking me I, I'm asking both of you I, I'm just curious what what your thoughts are about because you are the expert with with Grogu going with Luke we now have Mando with no ship with kind of back to where he was before, where where he he doesn't really have a purpose. But, oh, he's got a purpose. But, he's but, got to hide his butt from Bo Katan. But he cause... he does have a dark saber. So, mm. where do we see the man going? I mean, I, I I personally I personally think that it's going to be related to Mandalore, the dark saber, and the resolution with Bo Katan, Katan, whatever. Notice too. Uh, Katie O'Brien, the Imperial comm officer mm-hmm. mm. the, uh, that we saw a few times, had a few lines, but then just completely disappeared, was not seen as being killed or dead or shot yes. or whatever on the bridge. Yes. I thought I saw her at one point. One though. person was thought it looks like a female 
Imperial officer dead on the ground in there, but unconfirmed. And if it's unseen and not that clear, yeah. it's not her. So I think that when Gideon made his transition to the brig with the dark saber and baby Yoda there, Grogu, she went mm-hmm. off to prep his private ship. So the next season will pick up right where it left off. Mm-hmm. She's going to break Gideon out and escape and he'll be still remain the antagonist while Bo-Katan and Din Djarin figure out how to resolve the whole Mandalore thing. Okay. Mm. That's, that's where I kind of see it going for the whole remainder of that season. We find out more why they needed Grogu's blood. You know what I mean? Like they still yeah. talk about mm. him, like the blood of the child, all that stuff. But I don't know. I, I, I kind of see where that's going to go. Cause we seem to be real hard, hard and stuck on this Mandalorian thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Filoni was big on it in Clone Wars and in Rebels too. Like the Mandalorians are his thing. Mm. So I, I'm excited to see that. We shall see. Nice. Nice. Yeah. I I think along similar lines. I, I think it has to do with more Bo-Katan. Um, I think it's going to have to do more with that. I think I think it'll have to pick up right on the bridge. Like I would I would love it if it's like yeah. they almost they almost do like a Rocky two. Like they replay like the last like two, three minutes. Like you get like Mandalorian. Yeah, like not even that. Like just it's straight up. That's just the beginning of the it's episode. Creed. And, it's Balboa. It's Creed. It's Creed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Someone mentioned my name. Um and, but, and Lord knows we need some more grief carga in season season three. Oh, One episode no. is not enough. Jeez. Yeah, they all hate do the head thing. Uh, do the wave head thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think it it has to start. Like it would be great if it started just right where it yeah. left off. Yeah. And I think it has to be more of the Mandalorians. I think Boba Fett is still going to tie into this. I think there's still a way that like that if he's going to take over that gangster network, there's a way that that plays into them taking back Mandalore mm. or that fight. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. New Republic ain't going to help, and. Well, what's left of the Imperials ain't going to help. So, where are you going to go? You're going to go for you're going to go for smugglers. You're going to go for the gangsters. You're going to go for whoever you can get. Yep. I mean, what what is interesting is you know based on what we've just been talking about, if if the Mandalorian of Din Djarin is focused more on the Mandalore, you know, kind of directive and and whatever is going to happen between him and Bo Katan then it does lend itself to Boba Fett kind of becoming more of the bounty hunter kind of storytelling like what we saw in season one with with Mando. With Mando. Yeah. Mm. You know, because to have them both do that, I mean, it's just like I'll just watch Mandalorian. You know what I mean? It's, it's not that I don't like Boba Fett. It's like, why do I need to see it twice? You know? Right. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, it's kind of like the whole Fear of the Walking Dead thing. I don't even know how that show is still on. It's like I watched The Walking Dead. I don't need to see another show about it. You I know? can't believe The Walking Dead's still going. Well, it's mm. it's going to end soon, my friend. <laughs> it's no longer walking; it's limping. It's it it, it it is. It's it's getting to the end. It's getting yeah. to the end soon. But Robert but, Kirkland's it, getting all his money out of it. Yeah, oh, of course, of course. But um, but yeah, may, maybe it lends itself to that. That you you know you have Boba Fett doing more of yeah the gangster network you know kind of bounty hunter sort of storytelling and you have Mando kind of focused in a different direction than we've seen him before. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yep. I'm with you. No theories for me until, uh, 2020. <laughs> I want to see a trailer. I want to see a trailer. Gotta see you got to see a trailer. 
Although, hey, props to them, man. That trailer they put out wasn't that was that not the first like four or five episodes of the season, and then everything we saw after that was was fresh. Yeah, was fresh. Yeah, yeah. and they did that oh. with season one as well. So beware of that for season three. Less nice. is learned, you know. Nice. Which is good. I mean, as opposed to like DC, which in Warner Brothers, which gives you, hey, here's the entire movie in two minutes. Thanks. Don't need to go. But don't worry. Thanks. We're gonna retell the Batman the, uh, the Batman origin story again. Don't worry. <laughs> Hey, do you want to see you want to see Thomas and Martha Wayne get shot again? Come on down. <laughs> Bring in Richard, Robert Blake. We need Joe Chill. Come on. Jeez. So Jimmy Dice, I have to ask you as a fellow fan of of Grand Admiral Thrawn, was the fact the Ahsoka show and that being announced coming before the season finale, did it kind of diffuse any sort of disappointment about him not showing up in the show? No, no. I mean. I would I think I would have been I think I would have been disappointed if he showed up because I'm still really hesitant about a live action Grand Admiral Thrawn. But I mean, whatever. So say we all, man, it's just going to happen. And yeah, I'm here for the train. I'm not going to I'm not going to be like so many people are giving grief to like the deep fake and people hate the ride. John, like social media is just so toxic. And for me, it's like. No matter how many petitions you sign, they're not going to redo the sequel trilogy, you moron. So right, right. whatever is there is there. You accept it. You don't have to like it. But there it is. You know, Attack of the Clones ain't mm-hmm. my favorite saga trilogy movie. But am I just going to absolutely crap on it for the rest of my life? Right. Maybe, right. but probably not. Well, and, and, and like we talked about, this this episode, it was as close to being a perfect episode series not series finale season finale but kind of you know wrapping up for now of of the last two seasons as one could ask for yeah Mm. and i even without the shows being announced i would have been okay with thrawn not appearing however at least knowing the ahsoka series is coming in my head at least and i'm and i'm i'm sure this time i'm not off my nut thrawn is probably going to be the antagonist in that one i would imagine (laughs) I so, well, we're now yes. we're now guaranteed that Thrawn is not going to show up in the Ahsoka. It's going to be complete like we're going to get Hayden Christensen. It's going to be young Ahsoka. Oh, oh my God! Please not. Thank, thanks, Tim. Oh gosh, you and your theories. No, but but I think that makes more sense. I mean, you you don't want to jam so much into this one show. You know what I mean? Like like they, Correct. and this kind of goes to to my last point about how these last two seasons, I, I mean, I I posed it as a question, are, are the last two seasons a master class in storytelling in general? I kind of feel like they are because just that one episode, this one episode just kind of closed like so many different things and kind of brought things full circle in some ways that I just, you know, I, I look at what Favreau and Filoni did and you can see such a difference between the way they did these two seasons versus what we've talked about before with the the you know episode seven through nine and how there was that lack of of continuity and contiguousness there yeah and consistency yeah. you know and and the way that they have gone through these last two seasons I I just feel like it's just like if you want to see how to tell a story and how to make things meaningful and and you know I I don't know that there were ever any throwaway episodes over the last two two seasons I mean I think every episode lended itself yeah i I mean it's great in some way even though it may not have been clear the first time i'm with you absolutely Mm -hmm. i mean even bringing back bill burr i mean you know of all the character like did i think any of those characters from the prison break episode were going to come back (laughs) 
You know what I mean? It seemed like, I feel like there was yeah. a chance that they might only because they all survived. Like well, future antagonist on another random episode. You know what I mean? That's that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Well, except for the dudes who got blown up on the on the little base there at the end. What was the what was the guy's uh, name Richard there? Burr, right, Robert? No, uh, Bill. Oh, no, no, it's not Bill Burr. Um. um Oh, he was on like Sons the, of Anarchy. I can't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was in the, or he was, uh, in, uh, he was in Batman Begins again too. He was. Yeah, he was a crooked cop. <laughs> I can't remember his name to save my life, but yes, he was Bobby. <laughs> yeah, Bobby. Yeah, let's go by Bobby. <laughs> but yeah, it was seen. But yeah, yeah. Except for those guys, yeah. Bobby was shot up by Cliff Clavin. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> it was the way it was always going to end. Yeah, bro, you, you, you shouldn't. Yeah. Uh, we're taking you in. That's how it's always yeah. going to go. Do it. Yeah. No, I and I agree. I think they. I think they did so great. Like I said before, there's there's no fat on any of these episodes, uh, and and that's. I think that's always the thing. Watching. Um, one of my favorite filmmakers is Robert Rodriguez, who, of course, did a, one of these episodes. And one of the things that he, you know, he always does is he looks at every step as a as a way to do a different draft. You know, he 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 traditionally writes uh, and and directs while simultaneously actually shooting and and like operating the camera and then edits his movies. And then he and then some of the movies he even does the score. Yeah. So he gets multiple chances to make a revision. Like even to the point when you're doing the score, you have a chance to add in some accents and to bring out some things that you didn't oh well maybe I didn't do this quite visually, but hey, I can do it musically. Right. Man, they just did so much in this show of like not wasting any time, any moments, and no. and 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 I don't feel like they they shortchanged any moments. That's the other thing. I mean, even even in these episodes, you're trying to trim it down. You don't want it to be too long, and it's not like they're trying to cut it for commercials. And and we talked about Battlestar Galactica when we when we did our exhaustive uh, retellings in some cases of those episodes, nice. and not even a recap. We just like okay, so scene five. Here's what happened. But they they would constantly cut stuff in order to have those moments of silence of of character moments. Yeah was none of those short changed in these episodes and yet they were just so lean they never had any extra stuff but they also didn't leave out stuff and oh my god purposeful everything was purposeful yeah. yeah and it's it's one of those things where now i mean you start to have to have the discussion of is john favreau on par with some of the master filmmakers that we have talked about in history because even though he didn't direct all these episodes he's the guy who's he's he's like he's the puppet master he conceived of this whole thing like yeah. all of this is going through him right right and good lord it, it just it works and they and and also just the assembly of the sheer talent that's been on this like you know how does bryce dallas howard not have a, a star wars movie i'm i'm wondering what her next project is with this because yeah everything that she's done in this is amazing yeah and then uh rick uh oh my gosh i remember his uh, fami yua Rick Favoyua, yeah, yeah. I've messed up his name every time except for that time. <laughs> that dude is a freaking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he should have a Star Wars movie. Like all these people, this should be, uh, I'm hoping this is like an audition process for who's going to get the next Star Wars movies. And th- and that's nothing against like Rian Johnson or even J.J. Abrams or, or any of those. Like I they did, I think they those are still fine movies. But oh my gosh, these folks are just amazing. And and the way that it's been shepherded and and just crafted, yeah, masterclasses. It's almost putting it lightly, yeah. in my opinion. Yeah, I agree, and, man. 
and, and what stood out to me with with the with this finale was was just and and you know I've been joking about my theory, but it's or, or my inability to theorize. But there there's there's such a thing as overcomplicating a story, you know what I mean, and, mm-hmm. and trying to overthink it and and do too much. And what really stood out to me was just how a very straight line was drawn through this finale. There 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 wasn't there wasn't a lot of you know, I mean, there, there, there was a little bit of misdirection, but it wasn't like, like I, I don't know if I've been jaded by some shows just trying to pull some twist at the very end that I wasn't, you know, seeing coming, and that's what I try to project into this show. You know, like mm. you watch Sons of Anarchy, you watch Breaking Bad, or you watch any of these other shows. There, there's always some thing that that happens in the finale that you're you're not, you know, really expecting or or, or weren't thinking was going to happen, and here. They, they drew such a straight line. You know, we, we were theorizing a few episodes back about, you know, when Grogu made the connection, you know, the only Jedi we're aware of is Luke. Oh, it can't be Luke. There's no way right, it can be right, Luke, right? Right. You know, because of, of, you know, Mark Hamill's too old. It's not going to work. Um, whatever. We're too afraid to see what Disney's going to slaughter with it. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and yep. yet there was such a directness about this, this episode. Mando getting the Darksaber. Luke showing up, going Grogu going to Luke. I mean, it's just like it's almost like we've, or at least for me, my I, I I can't accept like just the simplicity of it. But yet, it was simple, but it was done in such a way that you couldn't predict exactly how it was going to play out. And, and 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 I think that that's that's the mastery part of it. I think they they've just they've done such a great job of setting everything up, and then and then they just get to the task of telling the story. You know, and, mm, and, right. and they tell it in a very direct way and, and you know, with, with no, I don't mean to say with no frills, but it's just like, like with no gimmicks, you know, I mean, everything is earned, everything makes sense and nothing feels cheap in it, you know? Yeah. They earned it. I mean, and it, and it takes a whole lot. I mean, you, I mean, it is one thing to earn like, Hey, I earned my way to, you know, having a, a 1995 Honda Civic, you know, in the year 2020. <laughs> sure. It, it, it's that you know, that's a certain amount, and you earned it, yeah. But you got to earn a whole lot of capital in the bank to be able to. You know what? We're gonna bring a Skywalker in on this mofo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they earn Old. every single bit of it. Mm-hmm. That's an accomplishment. Agreed. Indeed. Indeed. Sweet. This is the way. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> man i think we've i think we kind of wrung every little bit well actually no we could we could talk another two hours you could you could man you but you just gotta wait till season let me tell you season, that, man. that third grip oh he was great let me tell you oh yeah <laughs> rick smith oh yeah i've, I've seen his ep- actually and the, so one of the thing was i i gotta look this up but apparently one of the guys on this was dave klein who i'm pretty sure has done who is who's been like uh the uh the dp on um a lot of like kevin smith movies dp i uh, dp like uh so director of photography oh, oh gotcha gotcha yeah nice yeah nice. so I, I i and i happened to catch because they made oh my gosh they pulled like the whole like uh like infinity war end game like we're listing every single person who has ever worked for marvel studios like everyone who's worked on this series is going to get listed in this last because <laughs> i want everybody to know that we did everything for this one. <laughs> well, but but then they're like, we're gonna make you wait for that post credits because you're good. Yeah, you're true. definitely gonna watch. Oh yeah, you know, 
because that was like the longest Mando credit scene ever. I was like, oh my gosh, who isn't listed on this? I was expecting to see my name pop up. Like, <laughs> hey, he mentioned this guy's done a podcast. Like, hey, sweet. Yeah, right. You know, mm-hmm. and if, if not me, at least Tim. I mean, he's at least semi respectable as compared to me. Um, not as a theorist. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I wasn't going to say it. See, here I, I try and protect you on all these things, and you out yourself every single damn time. You're too damn honest. You're never going to make it far in politics. Sir. No. And maybe that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't say it. You did. Oh, yes. oh man. You're wrong. So uh, we, we actually, uh, we last week, the, the geek gasm that happened, we, we only talked about 50% of it. We only talked about the Marvel stuff because we knew. We knew we were going to have Mr. Jimmy Dice with us, so we held off on all the Star Wars shows. Man, where do we even start with this? From the top, man. There's there's a lot of so much good stuff that's going to be coming out. I know where we're going to start, because this is my personal pet project, and dear Lord, sweet baby Jesus, I... I uh, oh, you can't see me right now, but I'm kneeling in prayer. I'm just please let He's this be what the I knee. think it's gonna be. Please let this be what I think it's gonna be. Rangers of the New Republic, or as I'm I'm calling it into existence, space chips. This is what this is gonna be. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> please. Oh, we went we made it through 2020. Can you give us space chips, please? Officer Cliff Clayton reporting for duty. Oh, and, and if we can somehow work Eric Estrada into it, because that was Tim's call. Like, if we can work that in there, is like, he's the commander, and we only hear him on the radio. Like, All he's got to do is sit him. in the cockpit. He doesn't have to do anything else. Oh, my God. Uh, oh, I'm I'm so in. So so what is this going to look like? So Rangers of the New There's a whole bunch of shows and movies and stuff, so let's work through these. Rangers of the New Republic is obviously the first one. I'm hoping for spaceships. What are you guys hoping for on this one? Uh, well, I, I was going to ask, is this... Is one of the theories around this that this is the Cara Dune spinoff? Potentially, or at least related to like the Marshals and yeah, what's happening? Um, what's happening in the immediately at the immediate aftermath of Death Star Two and all that stuff? Okay, yeah, because I, I I don't I haven't really read much more beyond it. It it just I mean that was one that surprised me because I, I was like oh Rangers of the New Republic what could that be? But they seem to have put some focus on Cara Dune and. Just the sort of you know deputizing of her you know by uh, by Officer Clavin. So, so yeah, I don't know right. if I don't know if we're gonna have uh, Filoni and and Clavin and others you know just kind of flying around busting uh, you know people who uh, don't have their transponders up to code. So, <laughs> on a plus side, if this actually is like what I think it is, like just ships in space with just like two dudes in an X-wing, it's gonna be awesome. How is? How is Kevin Smith not getting the director's call on that one? Because, I mean, just writing, like, goofy, like, just, like, 26 minutes of cockpit scenes of these two guys just, like, talking back and forth to each other. I don't know. I kind of want to watch that. And and maybe that says a whole lot about me. I mean, I'm sure it'll be pretty interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's going to be great. I'm I'm all in for it. Even if it's bad, I'm still going to watch it, and it's still going to be great. Because there's more content, man. Just bring... Bring it on. Well, yeah, and that's the thing that Star Wars has managed. And this is funny because, I mean, and I, I keep thinking about this. Like, Tim and I talked about this a year, year and a half ago when we were talking about, like, Star Wars has not managed to do what Marvel has done, you know, and earn that, like, whatever you do, I'm in. Like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy? Yeah, a comic book that was canceled approximately a dozen times. 
sure i'm sure it's going to be good and of course it turns out fantastic mm-hmm. you know which is oddly enough like I, I i was listening to uh kevin smith mark Bernardin on uh, fat man beyond and they were talking one of the comments about uh iron heart which is one of the new announced marvel shows was oh yeah that comic's been canceled like three times like yeah guardians of the galaxy was not a very popular book either how'd that turn out <laughs> yep it's all and it's it, they, executed properly man yeah. yeah, and thanks to thanks to Favreau and Filoni, and man, they've kind of earned that. Like, well, I'm gonna go with it because they've managed to not mess this up. So I'm sure it's gonna be good. And you know, and this is not gonna be a limited series because some of these are limited series, right? They're just gonna be like one season runs. Yeah, Correct. anyone with a big name. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so Rangers yeah. doesn't fall into that. That's that's going. No, to that be could be repeating. Kenobi's gonna be one season. One yep. season, though, like an eight or ten episode run. Or isn't six, the Ahsoka like one going to be that, too? Potentially, yeah. Could be one season, which we'll see how that goes. I think that's I think that's slingshotting into a movie. That's me. <laughs> I hope so. Well, what about oh, yeah. Acolyte? Do it. Oh, yeah. Set in the, the, isn't that the one set in the High Republic era? The end of the High Republic era. Oh, wow. I think that'll be a series. That'll be multi-season, uh, I think. I don't know. I think the Acolyte is Palpatine. Do it. Ooh. And it's oh, like leads up to the event of Phantom Menace. <gasps> so would that be Darth uh whatever the Legus, the, the Wise. Oh, that would be cool. Indeed. That's what I think the acolyte is. Nice. Oh. All right, so we're we're way out of Let order. Okay, so no, sorry. Oh, sorry. So I was just getting all excited. So, no, no, I, and me too, because I'm like, oh, I, I want to watch. Going that back now. to Rangers, like, I just don't know who the antagonist would be. You know what I mean? Like, uh, uh, like some of these series. Well, it doesn't need to be. It's just the antagonist of the week, like, like, <laughs> on, like, like chips. Like, you, you really want this chip, chip show, don't you? <laughs> I do. I just want to see. I want to see like the absolute most mundane, stupid stuff in the Star Wars universe. I'm pulling you I over totally for do. a. Uh, you know, a, a foil that's out of position. <laughs> I, I want to see him like busting in on like a space orgy at Doctor Mandible's like palatial mansion. Doctor Mandible's like, brothel. I, I want to see the oh weirdest crap imaginable. <laughs> and, 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 and so apparently Disney Plus is going to like this whole like there's there's actually going to be like an older version, like an older section on Disney. And it's gonna be like Disney, I forget what it's called, but they're like movies that are above PG, PG thirteen era, like level. Oh, so you could you you could eventually have like Deadpool, Deadpool two, like you know R rated movies and stuff. Like if you had to have a couple of those episodes, like, oh sorry, this is on Disney restricted. This is the time we go to like Doctor Mandible's brothel. Yep. Like okay, yep. Disney after dark. <laughs> Disney after dark <laughs> brings a whole new uh, whole new meaning to that. <laughs> you know what I want now I want to see like John Favreau in like the smoking jacket like hey welcome to Disney After Dark <laughs> that would be fantastic oh my gosh oh. <laughs> alright let's, let's move fort. along from space chips I think, I think we've yeah, yeah. this forest is really good tonight I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> alright Ahsoka Ahsoka go <laughs> what the hell was that I mean what is there's only one option for this right oh my gosh it's got to be Thrawn, Thrawn and Ezra, I mean, and, and that's why be. I think it's going to be a slingshot into a movie. Like yeah. this is this is the next trilogy of of that, and and, and I'm saying that mostly out of wishful thinking because I I really want Thrawn to be a big bad in a movie because holy crap we've got like only the second competent imperial person ever behind the emperor, right? I mean, maybe Vader, but like the the tr- one truly tactical competent imperial officer ever. 
yeah, I want to see them in a movie. I don't, you know, and I, that's why I think that's going to slingshot into that. I think it'll mm-hmm. be the search for Thrawn. That's what I think. I hope so, but I really do. I mean, we need yeah. it. I need it. Also going to go crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Rosario and, 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 and Tim brought this out too. Like just the, the sheer acting chops of Rosario acting with a freaking puppet. Yeah, just everything in the eyes and the expressions. Oh, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Whatever they do, whatever they mm-hmm. do over, is it six or eight episodes, something like that? Oh yeah, I thought it was less than eight. I can't remember exactly, but yes. Oh, it's gonna be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you What do you think, Tim? I just totally like rolled right <laughs> off you. I'm sorry. No, I mean I I you know I think when we had the Ahsoka episode this season, you know there you know you and I talked about it would be kind of cool to have Thrawn make like a uh, Thanos like a you know appearance maybe at the end of the finale where you just see you know a little bit of him you know and and, and mm. it would just be kind of a cool nod but knowing that this is coming out you know I think it makes sense to 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 kind of have him be more a part of that story I mean I I don't think Thrawn needs to be a part of the Mandalorian it doesn't feel you know necessary only if Ahsoka had kind of stayed within the context of the Mandalorian show and clearly that's not happening so yeah. with her having her own series now, I think it it makes sense use Thrawn where he's more you know more relevant in the in, unknown regions. In in the unknown regions with her, you know, especially if if the whole kind of thrust of it is to get to a place of potentially her you know if her whole quest, if you will, is finding Ezra, then mm-hmm. you, right. you have all the pieces over there, and and they make more sense being played out in that in that area. So. You know, so when they announced this, I, I kind of knew at that point, I'm like, all right, Thrawn's not going to probably be in the finale. And, and that's OK, because it, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't make sense. Don't force it. They've already they've yeah. already set it up. They've already done what they need to do. They, exactly. they, they did the name drop. And that's enough. People and, who don't and, know who Thrawn is are looking him up and asking for his name. Yes. People who have the whole Dark Horse comics, Heir to the Empire, Dark Horse is Rising, Last Command. They're all up like 50 percent in price on eBay right now. Are they really? If you can even find them. All the old EU material on Thrawn is just getting all scooped up. Guess what? Fake fans, because I already had all that shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, are you going to go like pink hat on this? Really? Is that where you're going? Maybe. I don't know. I I love it. I love it. What was really funny is, so we've been watching the episodes with, with my sister and her family, and then we Zoom afterwards and talk about it. And after that episode happened... She and and her whole family were just like, who is who is Grand Admiral Thrawn? I'm like, Thrawn trilogy. Look it up, read it. I was telling my nephew, you will you will not go wrong. Read those books, boy, during Christmas break. <laughs> yeah, just read them all. It's like a sixth grade leaving, reading level. You can absolutely, do it. absolutely. There, there. Yeah, you know, this he, is where Tim opens his hardcover editions. Like, let me le- read to you from the Holy Scriptures. They, they they are looking at me like, oh, Uncle Tim is going all geek on us. Here we go. <laughs> He's like, oh man, Uncle Tim's gone crazy again. <laughs> it's crazy theories. Um, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I thought it was, and, and, and I really like what you said on 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 scruffy looking podcasters. The because I, I think you articulated kind of my reaction as well, which is, it was so amazing to hear his name, you know, finally kind of canonized on a show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, th- I think that's the way you put it, and and it was a very apropos way of putting it because it makes it official it makes it official absolutely 
he, he's now a real part of this universe and we're going to probably see him in this show. So mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be, I think it'll be very, very, very cool. And, and I assume Filoni is full on in on this because he, he pretty much drives the whole Ahsoka character, right? He does. Ahsoka mm-hmm. is, for lack of a better term, Ahsoka is his baby. Yeah. And yeah. even though, um, and Timothy Zahn, come to find out, hasn't been really consulted on any Thrawn stuff. But he wouldn't have to either because they're not writing about Thrawn yet. They just mentioned his name. So they just right. know that he's going to be coming. So everyone's like, well, where's Timothy Zahn? Or where's Mark Michael Stackpole talking to... Uh, I mean, Jenkins about the new Rogue Squadron movie, and it's like you, you don't need all that. Like, it's okay, just chill out. Just let's figure this out first. Let Filoni and people like him do this. We don't need to write a new movie by executive board because that's what happened to the sequel trilogy. Exactly. Exactly. Mm. Although, I mean, to be honest, Episode Seven, uh, Kasdan was in on that, and he gave us. Yeah, gave us two thirds of the original trilogy. <laughs> I know, right? And you Just know, Force saying. Awakens wasn't that bad. I liked, I liked it. Yeah, no, and 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 this is the reason why I just I. Oh, I have a, such a hard time with Star Wars fans. And the thing is, I know I do the same thing with some stuff. So I, I'm guilty of it in other areas. Yeah. But it's like everything retroactively becomes better. Like as soon as Episode 7 came out, people were like, oh, I like Phantom Menace better. I'm like, oh, you know what? You are full of crap because no one in their right mind likes Phantom Menace. <laughs> Don't tell Chris all that. All right. Oh, 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 sorry. Yeah, I'm just Never gonna... He's a big, he's a big, he's a big um, Gungan fan. Really? Yeah, he's a Jar Jar fan. Wow. Huh. Anyways, uh, but which, 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 by the way, we need to have more Chris Hall doing Boba Fett on the show. Pack your things. We're leaving. <laughs> he is hysterical. <laughs> he does. He does a great job. This past oh week's episode, gosh. he's like, "I'm going to try to do the whole episode in Tamora Morrison's voice," and I'm like, <laughs> "You're going to make it five minutes, but okay, let's try this." Oh, it was fantastic. It was yep. so funny. Oh, oh my gosh! Brilliant, but yeah, I'm I'm so in on the Ahsoka show. That is going to be great. Mm-hmm. I mean, and and the thing was, it was. I mean, think about it. Like, how many shows have a spinoff in their second season? Much less two. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's <laughs> it, it's crazy. Oh man, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be mean, great. They're and, giving and, it the Marvel treatment, but I'm fine with that. Give me more Star Wars. There's going to be trash Star Wars, oh, yeah. like visions and a droid story like just absolute i know is just going to be garbage i know it well i mean is it gonna be or is it gonna be like just a kind of like it's filler like it like the like they announced like so when we talked about uh you know baby Groot, Mm -hmm. i was like what the heck is this and it turns out it's a bunch of animated shorts like okay well to me that's what a droid story is going to be it's going to be a bunch of animated shorts Mm -hmm. No, I don't think it's going to be, or is it going to be full episodes? Uh, did I miss something? I thought these were all going to be animated shorts. Okay. So, I mean, I could see that. I mean, uh, you know, yeah. It's, it's going to be, it's not going to be as good, but yep. nope. I, I mean, is has anything really been trashed that Marvel's done? I mean, yep. even Thor, a dark, dark world, eh, it's not great, but you still had that Mew Mew moment. I mean, no, you're right. You're, dude, you're right, man. And that's going to be, and that's the same thing with me and Star Wars. There's going to be plenty of stuff that I don't like. Mm. And guess what? That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody can not yeah. like something, but you don't have to get butthurt on it on social media. Right. Yeah. You don't need to be signing any totally. petitions for that, you know? They all can't be winners. No. 
Sure. Right sure. on. Andor. Oh, <laughs> I am so in on this. Oh. Yeah, they're filming for that right now, this March. Now, is, is that a limited as well? Is that just going to be a season, or is uh, that going to be? I don't. Oh, you know, I can't remember the films and movies I, and stuff. That's more. That's more Ed's thing. Um, yeah. I thought it was a limited. I think it's going to be I, limited because I mean, there's only so much time you can tell. Right. That happened right. in that period, especially if mm. you're going to involve. Uh, I wonder if they're going to have like Alan Tudor come in to do K2SO because I feel like you have oh, to involve yes. him at some point because mm-hmm. that that yes. like ha- nearly all of. Uh, or I'll say most of the love of Cassian was his interaction with K2SO. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love, I, I, oh my gosh, still one of my favorite Star Wars moments is, you know, when they, you know, you are being rescued. Do not resist. <laughs> you are being rescued. Do not resist. <laughs> that was so good. Like it just kind of typified like that moment, like, oh, <laughs> you're being rescued. Good news. But we might still kill you. Bad news. All right, um, still going to knock you out. Yeah. Oh man, and the, I mean, it's so great. I mean, what? I uh, not to not to go full on Kevin Smith, but what a great world. Even you know, I mean, I granted, you know, twenty twenty has taken approximately eight years to get through, but what a world we live in when we get like Diego Luna in a series, we get a you know Rosario Dawson in a series, we get. You know, these movie stars being in these TV series like this never would have happened before. Like that was always a big deal. Like people went from TV to movies. And if you went from movies to TV, your career was hitting the skids. Not in 2020, man. No. And and the fact I mean, I think even some of this, I think, is happening because of 2020. But man, some of this stuff had to have been in development a little bit longer or at least it had to have been in someone's head. Because it's not like, you know, someone scratched this on a napkin and was like, here, Kathy, what do you think? Perfect. I'm announcing it on Thursday, <laughs> you know? And unless it's John Favreau. In that case, she's like, you know, he, he lets out a tweet and it's like, perfect. I'm announcing it. You know, I know right? whatever you want, John. Do it. But this, I think this is going to be really good. I think this is going to be really good, especially like showing kind of that dark underbelly of, I, I hope it's going to be the dark underbelly of the rebellion because I really like that aspect of that character yeah. where like, the, your introduction to him is like he kills a dude to get away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like I want to see that part of the rebellion. We get the sheet, see the shiny, like hey, we destroyed the Death Star. No, show me like how you got there. And and, and at least this is different enough from Mandalorian, where you know M- Mando, we kind of get a, a bit of a view in, into the bounty hunter world, you know, to a degree before you know the story with Grogu really takes off, and you know with Andor, you know I like you know, how we put it here where it's a spy thriller, you know, I mean, I think, I, I think mm-hmm. it's going to be really just a different view of the star Wars universe now through this character, through, like you said, this dark mm-hmm. underbelly of, you know, spying and, and, and doing all these kind of, you know, clandestine kind of things to kind of get ahead of the Imperials and, and to, you know, carry out what, what the rebellion's trying to do in terms of, you know, thwarting them and, and, you know, going back to, to the rescue, I mean, that, that first scene, you know, in the beginning when, you know, we talked about Cara Dune headshotting that guy, you know, mm. the fact that like, like the way he talks about that, how he calls them terrorists, 
you know, yes. was was you know not a term you hear in Star Wars shows or movies very much, right? It's always the rebels, the Rebel Alliance, and they're Correct. always yeah. out for good. And you know, Andor and in Rogue One kind of brings out the fact that yeah, this hasn't been as you know clean of a job as everyone kind of thinks it is. You know right, what I mean? Right, it's right, like right. No. they've they've had to yeah. get their hands dirty in order to forward their you know goals and mission and what they're you know trying to accomplish, and so. I'm kind of looking forward to seeing like what aspects of the universe they're kind of exploring through his character, you know, back in that time. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Agreed and seen. So then after that, we uh, we have Obi Wan Kenobi, oh. which it's just called Kenobi. Just called right? Kenobi. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a limited run, one season only. Yeah. Well, so this is ten years after Revenge of the Sith. Now, how? F- so help me frame this because I'm always which is approximately really eight years before the events of A New Hope because I think that Luke is 18 when that takes place. So okay, man, that is that's an interesting kind of time period. Mm. So I mean, you, you've got like uh, we've gotten because and the funny thing is I just watched this past week. Uh, thanks to YouTube's algorithms, because it's reading my mind, I, I got to see like the final scenes in Revenge of the Sith when you know Hayden Christensen becomes Darth Vader, and you get that like you know almost like King Kong moment where he breaks out and you know of the shackles and whatever, <laughs> which was like eh, that might have been Hayden Christensen because it's almost as wooden as his performance. Uh, anyways, uh, but I, I'm I'm interested to see like how where Kenobi is, where Vader is at that point. Like, is there any conflict is it, or is it just like straight ahead, full on evil? You know, it's going to be cool. Good question, man. I mean, what makes me nervous, uh, Kathleen Kennedy mentioned, um, and the boys mentioned this too, this would be an epic, oh, I forgot the exact term that she used, but it implied that Vader and Kenobi would uh, confront each other again. So I don't know yeah, how I, 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 I don't know I, how I dig that. It'd be the rematch of the century, I think she said, or something I like th- that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know about well, that. But, well Which does I, kind of go hmm. against episode four. Well, not necessarily, because he's talking about the the master the the teach the, the student has become the master. Yeah, so maybe at that ten year point, Kenobi bests him in some sort of deal is like you're still a student. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, I mean, okay, sure, they could play with the words and make it sound like that, but I feel like you're changing maybe too much right. of what the current like lore, meta, general, global understanding of that scene and story has been. Because for the since the discovery of Star Wars since '77, it's always been. Vader hasn't seen Kenobi since the events of episode three. Has that been explicitly stated though? Yes. In, in in which format? Because I know in in episode four, it's like he he kind of senses a like something I haven't I haven't felt in a long time. Which I mean, maybe that long time years? could be eight years. Exactly. No, I'm saying they could do that, but the general assumption is, or general presumption has been that. Obi-Wan has just been alone and Vader hasn't sensed him forever. That's why it's like mm. a presence I haven't felt since the events of well, well, and the thing is, like, it, that's a presumption because there's never been any filler there. I could see that. And the thing is, I could, I could actually, 
man, I'm talking myself into so much stuff. Um, I could see, I could see that being like today, Junior. Kenobi manages to to best Vader in, especially if it's a limited series, because then you're like, okay, this is it, and that's that. You know, this is a very limited story. I could see like you you could even play it up as Vader being somewhat conflicted and then that defeat to Kenobi a second time is what really gets you to then he is the guy who goes down the hallway in Rogue One and he's like spearing a dude through a door and like because one of the visuals that, were, that sticks with me is like he just force like thrusts the dude up into the ceiling and just leaves him there while he like kills three other dudes and then the guy falls. I don't even know if he kills him then or if he, that's just like he just splatters him or whatever but like you you find that midpoint of like vader might still be kind of messed up and conflicted until he loses to kenobi again and then this is where you get the vader who's in rogue one who's in in uh yeah episode four Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. bridging that gap that's that's kind of the way i look at it i could be completely wrong man any any anything is out there right now anything is out there i'm just really i'm just very um, i'm very uh reserved on having another obi-wan vader confrontation give me something else don't 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 i don't know to me that seems very sacred and even though they could pull it Mm. off in a really good positive way i don't know if they should maybe too far too fast i don't know we'll see well but so think of it this way so kenobi is Essentially, in that for in Revenge of the Sith, Revenge of the Sith, he's fighting for Anakin. I mean, he's he's fighting against him, but he's fighting for him. Soul, mm-hmm. yeah. And so then in in Episode Four, Kenobi really gives himself up because right. he knows there's probably no way that he can win against such hate and malice. So what's between that? I don't know. That's kind of the intriguing part for me, and that's and also just well, again and, they've earned and, so and much it, trust. And it's the contrast between the two of them. I mean, Kenobi will have been ten years in exile, mm. and Vader will have been ten years building up the Empire. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that is going to be, you know, kind of the telling of, you know, where they've been and who they are now, and, and where that. I, yeah, where, where where they're going. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I, I'm excited to see the show come back. I'm just not sure what are they trying to get at by doing the show. Like, what what mm. what story are they trying to tell? Mm. Is what I'm not entirely clear on. I mean, uh, for me, I don't care about the story. I just want to see you, McGregor, because he's the perfect friggin' yeah. age for this. <laughs> it's too bad that there oh. wasn't more Obi Wan to tell because he is ripe age for all this stuff. Yes, perfect. Oh, yeah. He was so good as like young Alec Guinness. It's it's ridiculous. He spends a lot of time watching Alec Guinness's old stuff, like up to including like his Lawrence of Arabia roles and all this other stuff, just to get him an idea of who he is, how he acts, mannerisms, facial gestures, all that kind of stuff. It's very interesting. Yeah. And the funny thing is, like Ewan McGregor's kind of reached that point where he's had enough. I think he's had enough commercial success and critical success that I could see him being like, I could almost see him saying like yeah this is a limited series but i might do something else because why not yeah like why not i've i've got my house paid for i can do this i can do that sure okay you know almost almost in a robert downey jr sort of way like i i want enough money but okay you know almost the same reason why i talked myself into robert downey jr finding his way back into the mcu eventually (laughs) like i got enough money 
I'll do it for kicks. Sure. Maybe. I And that's total wishful thinking on my part. He's probably not coming back, and I'm just going to have to cry because of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for uh, it, no doubt. I, I, I just, yeah, it's, oh, it's just yeah. hard to know exactly. It, you know, at least with Ahsoka, we have some ideas, you know, where they could go with it. This Obi-Wan, it's kind of a mystery, but... Now it'll it, be interesting. You're, you're saying mysteries that I welcome. Absolutely. So James, Absolutely. you were saying this this is shooting or Andor is shooting now? Andor is going to be shooting in March. Okay. Yeah, start shooting in March, cool. I think. So Right on. Yeah. And uh so after that we have the Bad Batch, which man, the the teaser for, for this looked really good. So if you watch the uh, last season of The Clone Wars, you get the introduction to the Bad Batch is the first like small story arc. I think it's the first four episodes of the season. Uh, it goes through the Bad Batch and stuff. Very cool. It's kind of like the uh, imagine like the Expendables, but clone trooper version. Mm. They're all and now are those all same guys in Rebels? Are those the same characters? Uh, they're not in Rebels. Bad Batch is not. Oh, no. OK. Right on. Yeah, they're uh, the, uh, their own thing. They came up with this. So I'm interested to see how that turns out to be. But animated series, I, I wait till they're all out and then I'll watch them. Nice. Right on. So do you think they're going mean, to... So with uh, obviously with the live action ones, they're going to do this the same way they've done Mando, where it's like one per week. They're not going to give you like, hey, here's eight episodes. Go ahead and binge. Like, no, you got to wait for this. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you're realizing now, and again, especially during 2020 COVID times, that people will binge watch whatever you put in front of them, but people will talk about your movie a lot more. If you just stretch it out over time, mm. like and look at all the hype over Mandalorian. Imagine if they just dumped all the episodes at once in day two, you're talking about Luke Skywalker. You skip. Yeah. Oh yeah. Everything else in between that happens. You miss the bill Burr scene. You mm-hmm. miss, or maybe you eventually do talk about it, but most people just skip right over it and go straight to the Luke thing and go straight to the end because nobody cares, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, this yeah. way, people en- it forces people to lock in a time, enjoy it more, even though it's really poor for us. 4 a.m. on the East Coast here and <laughs> prime time in China and Japan because there's probably more people watching it over there. But I so take the expanse for instance they used to dump all their episodes at once on Amazon Prime now they did the first three episodes of season five and then they're going to go to weekly for like the next two months every Wednesday and they're like Mm -hmm. advertising it as here's your Wednesday night thing boom the expanse and I like that yeah well it's kind of splitting the difference between because I you know the meme on uh, I I saw on Facebook or maybe it was Twitter I don't know I'm old and I forget these things now you old man but uh you know like the thing was like you think you know stress now back when you know back when i was a kid if you missed a show you missed it forever that was it you never yeah, saw you it again that like, repeat to oh. come on bbc america 10 years later yeah or or like you had to wait for the summer reruns and even then you had to kind you had to time it just right because sometimes they didn't show that stuff in order oh, yeah, check the tv guide oh yeah like you had to live by that and now people are like tv what like, printed oh what? you just can't you pr- there's like dead trees huh mm-hmm. oh, i'm just saying your tv so, guy coming in the newspaper every sunday and they would give it for you for the yeah. whole week bizarre but I, to me this is splitting the difference like you're getting like okay if i miss it i can always catch up with it the next day but it is still giving me like you said it gives you that time and everyone can talk about it and you don't have to worry about like someone spoiling episode eight when you're only on episode one yeah. you know 
So Star Wars Visions, I have absolutely no idea what this I is. Think, Can you guys help me out with this? I think those are just going to be a bunch more like small animated shorts, only like 10, 15 minutes long. Or it'll be like a half an hour, but there'll be like two or three of these little animated shorts in it. Yeah, it's mostly for like mm-hmm. young kids and stuff. And yeah, it'd be cool. What I was hoping for, and and so one of my, I, I'm, a, I'm a huge documentary and also like behind the scenes kind of, you know, junkie as as you can tell by my severe mourning for the the loss of you know hours of star wars gallery shows that apparently we're going to deal with now (laughs) um i was kind of hoping like either of you checked out like the imagineering story on disney plus no not yet no oh dude it's so good it is such a great watch it's like six episodes they're they're under an hour each and it tells the whole story of like the imagineers department at disney and like how it built disney and how they went through like hard times and up times and down times and through all the park development and how it extended into movies and and attractions and all this i was hoping that this was like now we're going to get the story of like industrial light and magic and and all because i i i love oh shoot what's the name of this uh empire of dreams Mm, yeah Oh, yeah. I love that documentary since when I had it on DVD and now it's on Disney Plus and and just this whole idea of like the the story behind like the the people who built this thing is as interesting as the story of what they built. You know, and I was kind of like I saw this title I'm like, "Oh, please tell me it's just all that stuff. Please give me just give me all the behind the scenes stuff, please. Oh, all of it." I want to I again, I want to know like the third grip, the best boy, the caterer. Like tell me all of it. Like tell me what John Favreau likes in his bagel. Everything. Give me all the things. But if it's animated shorts, that's cool too. I'll take oh, it. Man. <laughs> uh and then after that, we uh, uh, uh Lando. I'm so stoked for this. I can't wait. This please, is the solo please, two please. that people want. You're you're gonna get this instead of solo two, so pretty please. You're can we can we get Donald Glover? Like I've heard it's rumored and it's it seems oh, to be it rumored is. it'll be him fairly heavily. Pay him a ton of money and he's gonna be fine with it. Don't forget they had oh. the Lando Calrissian Chronicles that he talked about in uh solo. Mm-hmm. So while That's they're right. at, on Kessel, like he was just chilling doing his thing. So I wonder if that'll be like the name of it. Lando so, Calrissian Chronicles or something like that. Here's the here's the theory that I, I and I'm ripping this off blatantly from Fat Man Beyond. The idea that it's almost like the Indiana Jones Chronicles, where you have Billy D. Williams telling the story at the beginning and the end, mm. and then you have Donald Glover as as Lando during the episode. That's been yeah, that's been chatted about. Like if they're gonna do like a flashback, like to and from or something like that with uh, Billy D. and Ah, uh, I don't know. We, we don't need Billy. Oh, Dean. Billy D and a little Colt forty-five. <laughs> mm-hmm. Seriously, if if that's the case, you can up. You know what? I'll pay fifteen dollars a month for <laughs> Disney Plus for those months. Shut your Just mouth. Go right ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'll I'll push my chips to the table on that one. Yes, yeah, I'm in. Oh, that that would be great. But yeah, oh my gosh, if we could have Donald Glover. Oh, come on. I, I, you know what they ought to, they ought to do like the whole Ocean's Eleven thing like when uh when they're doing Ocean's Twelve and and George Clooney sent like a a, a photocopy of a twenty dollar bill to like Julia Roberts like oh I heard you get twenty a film <laughs> like they need to have Rosario and Katie Sackoff and Pedro like start working on on Donald Glover like hey you know all the cool kids are over here. <laughs> <laughs> 
little peer pressure directed, you know, in a direction that benefits me, I'm not adverse to it. I'm just saying. Do it. It'd be kind of cool if, if part of it is either how he came into possession of the Falcon or the construction of the Falcon. That would be kind of mm. cool if they want to go back that far, which they, they could. I mean, they there's could. certainly yeah. plenty of stories that could be done. And if there's going to be Lando, does that mean we're going to get L3, which I think would be also super dope? Yes. Yes. That would be very cool. Very cool. Oh, that'd be a, that'd be a great arc right there. I'm excited there. for this one. Oh. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, me I too. Like seeing classic uncut Millennium Falcon is just very exciting. I love the look of that ship. Just beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful ship. Especially with like that. Uh, so the the area in between, like, what do you call those? I have no idea of the terminology. So the space between the two thingies, where they it's supposed to like the so it's supposed to link. You mean where like the escape pod is? Yeah, where it's supposed to link up with a with like the freight pod or Correct. whatever, because that's yeah. thing. Okay, so that's it's called a mandible. I think that's what that's, it's called. Yeah, I could be wrong. Anyways, Ooh, but I mean, even like my stuff theories like that, have like, been I, disproven before, my friend. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> I know. I just realized who I'm. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm trusting like a less. <laughs> it's like a less reliable Wikipedia that I'm doing a show with. Oh my gosh! Um, but yeah, all those things. Like I, I want to know who makes who makes uh, you know Lando's capes. Like I want an entire episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. You want to see him build his up his tailor. wardrobe on the Falcon? Is that what you're saying? Yes, I, I want like Lando's tailor. Oh, like whatever, whatever we have to do with that. And you know what? If we could have Danny Trejo as Lando's tailor, That'd be awesome. I'm all in on that. Oh, that. Oh, geez. or just have him as his. Uh... Like a running buddy or something. Yeah, know? yeah, his man, his muscle. <laughs> I'm su- I'm surprised. Like how how did Robert Rodriguez not work like you know either Cheech or Danny Trejo into into his episodes somewhere? Yeah, there were stormtroopers you know? in the tragedy. Well, no, because none of them were that short. Danny Trejo is not a tall dude, you know, so he would stick out. Like, oh wait, there's a there's a he's only five six. Uh, so after that, then we have uh, the previously mentioned Acolyte, which, good lord, I want to watch the the episode, the the entire story of like Palpatine and Darth Plagueis the Wise. Pl- yes, <sighs> yes, that'd be awesome. Mm-hmm. So you think this is going to be a multiple season thing? I mean, I don't know if it's multiple season, but I think it's definitely going to be. I I think it, and hope that it's going to be about Palpatine because that would be mm. super cool. It would continue with the whole thing of him playing his younger self when he's older and his older self when he was younger. <laughs> I mean, he still pull it off and do a great job. Oh, absolutely. But it, just, it always cracks me up that when he was younger, he played the old I know, right? It's still, it's still so hard to believe, but it's all about the voice, man. You can do, do whatever CG and makeup. It's all about that voice. Do it. Roll it again. <laughs> That was that is one of the most badass moments in Star Wars. You were Wars. there for it that, weren't you? Convention. I was. Yeah, we were there. Oh, that must uh, have been phenomenal. live. Roll it again. Uh, yeah, <laughs> everybody just freaked freaked out. The whole place just melted. Well, it was like a five minute standing ovation before you could even say anything. Like I might, mm-hmm. I could say anything, but no one's going to hear it. What What would be so? Just to spitball, what would be the alternative? What would be the what would be another way? What would be another acolyte? Like, what other story is there? Because that's well, the, to the, me that like makes perfect yeah, sense. Yeah, the synopsis was um, he. Oh, I didn't even know this was a synopsis. Well, not the synopsis, <laughs> but there was like a brief little thing that was mentioned about it. This takes place at the end of the height of the High Republic. 
Mm. So it's like the beginning of the end, right? This is when the corruption was really taking hold and dragging the Republic to what it becomes in Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, which is why I think it's based on uh, it's based on uh, Palpatine, just kind of young Palpatine. He's the acolyte. He's well, the Sith acolyte, learning the ways and trying to you know do all that stuff, figure it out. Makes sense, but couldn't it also couldn't it also be Vader? Because I mean, if it's the end of the High Republic, I mean. Maybe. Man, I mean, maybe. Palpatine was kind of old at that point. Damn you, old man! I mean, he wasn't. He wasn't young, and and we didn't ever see Darth Plagueis. And otherwise, like, what happened to Darth Plagueis before Palpatine kind of came to power? Like, well, unless the plan again, is to be the show story. that story play out. I mean, that that was a significant. Yeah. You know, that, that was a, a several minute scene in Revenge of the Sith where he spins that tale, and you kind of, you know, there was heavy insinuation that. You know, he was the one who took out Darth Plagueis. You know, he talked about how his his apprentice mm. snuck in and, and killed him, and he had kind of this grin on his face, almost as if to say, mm. "And I was the <laughs> one." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was Do me. It. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think I think it would be kind of cool to tell that story of of a young Palpatine, kind of you know coming up through the Sith, you know, teachings and that sort of thing, and. Like like you were saying, getting himself into position for being the senator that eventually is is the one we see in in Phantom Menace who starts making his play for for power. Mm. I think that would yeah, be cool. I talk, but j- I tried just to so talk I'm myself clear. out of it, and I just did. I talked myself into it. Well, j- just so I'm clear though, so High Republic. When I first saw that, I thought that was the Republic from like a thousand years prior to this, or is that mm. the old Republic I'm thinking of? No. Well- the Republic is a Republic, right? It's just kind of like how we've described it as. But yeah. High Republic, they're referring to like several hundred years, thousand years, that time frame beforehand. Old okay. Republic, current Republic. It's kind of how it like became all sedentary and corrupt and all that. I see. I, see. Mm. I need to do more reading. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't going to say well, it. Well, you... you know. You're wrong. So uh, that brings us next to a droid story. Sucks. Which uh, it's going to be awful. Anthony Daniels is going to be in it. Whatever. Next one. Wow. Well, I I, I, I I have to jump in and say, as as a listener of the Scruffy Podcast, anything Anthony Daniels, I just I just cannot stop laughing at you guys going on about him. What, what which, is, which one is it? Is it Kevin Anthony or Chris Daniels? who has the vendetta? It's, it's Chris and Kev. Um, oh my god, he, I mean, they are hysterical, just well, tearing it, him it's down. Just, it's just that Anthony Daniels is so full of himself, like so, like at the Phantom Menace anniversary panel. Yeah. Instead of talking about Ken Baker, who had just passed away that year, or even mentioning him, he's talking about his brand new book he's publishing. Oh gosh. <laughs> I mean, what a what a what a dick! You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, Kenny apparently didn't like Anthony Daniels either. I so, mean, whatever. I mean, Not many of them did. Yeah. Um, but regard regardless, <laughs> it was just a it, you know whatever. C three PO beloved. It's great. Whatever. It's not my favorite yeah. stuff. It, it is what it is. Will I watch it? Of course. At some point, <laughs> but you know, I'm not going to be looking forward to it. I'm more excited about Tekka Watiti's new project. Yeah, yeah, that, that yes. looks interesting. That could be. So, what could that? I be? have no idea. I mean, the logo for it was a very like '70s comic animated animation thing that looked super dope. So, I'll be interested to see what that is. 
could be anything. I heard it was very like could be a comedy. It was very Monty Python, you know, the the meaning of life sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Which would be which awesome. I mean, it totally fits with Taika Waititi, and and apparently he played it off on on Twitter like, oh, I I do have a Star Wars movie, <laughs> like oh. Yeah, I know. Oh right? my gosh! When did this you Kiwi jerk! You just stringing us along. Pretty much, man. Pretty uh, much. I'm in for anything that Taika Waititi mm-hmm. does. Oh my gosh! But I mean, what what are the possibilities here? Like, what could be? Because the thing is, like, I mean, the thing is, like, as much as 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 folks trash on Lucasfilm and Kathy Kennedy and all that, like, they've they've done enough things right to get this far. You have Taika Waititi. He's done. Thor Ragnarok Mm -hmm. you know he's he obviously has this sort of lane that he's in like what do you do what do you hand to him that you're like yes this is your thing I don't know and that's what gives me that's what makes me so excited on it like there really is no there have been zero clues zero indications to what he could possibly be in I mean, I still don't know really know enough about his repertoire to really give a guess to what he could come up with because he's just been kind of all over the place with the stuff that he's been in. So I, I'm excited. I know whatever it is going to be is going to be absolute gold. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I, it'll be one. It'll whatever it is, it'll be one of the top most anticipated movies of the year whenever it comes yeah. out mm. and, and and i think for for me what i think is interesting with it is he, he's not bound by a time period correct you know what i mean like, like time we, anywhere we, yeah there, there's no expectation of this coming after rise of skywalker there's no expect or, or you know nothing's been put out there to give us any sense of expectation of where this falls in the star wars timeline he could be doing mm-hmm. some sort of origin story from thousands of years before the Skywalker Correct. saga takes place. Correct. Which which would be pretty cool, you know, to, to kind of see a totally different, you know, time frame, you know, mm-hmm. for, for, for that universe. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I think it's I think just the fact he's involved is is like you said, just enough to to make it something you have to be interested with because whatever he has gotten into um, he's always spun it into something very, very interesting. And, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, you know, Todd mentioned, you know, with Thor, Thor two was, you know, forgettable for, for the most part. And the way he just kind of reinvigorated with Ragnarok and turning it into just something different than what we had seen, you know, from prior, you know, Thor movies was, I think, you know, just fantastic. So mm-hmm. you can't help but have high confidence that he's going to, he's going to tell a different star Wars story Hopefully not a Skywalker tale, and it's going to be something that that will will come away with most likely just like oh this is this is such a great dimension added to it now. You this know? is this is the way. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, like I said, when when Disney bought Star Wars, and I said this whenever however many years ago it has been now, but we're going to see Star Wars for the rest of our lives, new mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. on a regular basis. Is a lot. There's going to be great content. There's going to be trash, but I'm Amen. ready. I'm ready for all of it. And I will accept all of it. I'm not going to be one of those petition signers or people who are just absolutely butthurt about everything that I don't agree with because it's not my head cannon. Mm-hmm. Whatever, man. Just, yeah. just show a little backbone, will you? You know, chill, baby, chill. <laughs> Come on, show a little backbone, will you? Uh-huh. All right, I'll show a little backbone, and I'll, I'll, I'll let. Uh, are we rolling tape on? The, oh wait, we are recording this because that's what we do. Sure, uh, sure. I'm I'm willing to stick my neck out on this one. 
because uh, number one, I damn it, I'm in for whatever Taika does because he just seems like a really pleasant and wacky gentleman, and I'm all for that. Mm-hmm. So. As Tim so astutely mentioned, uh, uh, Taika was re- was responsible for the kind of rehabilitation of the Thor character after you know Kenneth Branagh had had you know the original Thor you know very proper director and then of course we had Thor two which uh, again the best thing that I could dig out of that was Mew Mew um, which is a really weak way to you know like prop that movie mm-hmm. up um, so. Here's the thing. You got Taiga coming in. He's responsible for Ragnarok. He re- rehabilitated Thor after a down sort of, eh, well, who cares about this character? He's stiff and stodgy and eh, no one cares. Ladies and gentlemen, here is your Todd, Uncle Todd's lead pipe cinch. Taika Waititi is directing episode 10, and it is going to be taking off on Ray and is going to rehabilitate the whole Ray and Finn, and we are going to take off on that. That's what that that's your next trilogy, and Taika is going to kick it off. He's going to do 10. It's going to be brilliant. Everyone's going to love it, and everyone's going to think he's brilliant. Book it. I don't know. I mean, maybe they could. I mean, they could certainly bring back Ray and stuff like that. I don't think they're going to do their call it in episode 10, though. That's too. Uh, that's that's Skywalker Saga territory, and they've said Skywalker Saga's over. Yeah, but I mean, the, the the saga's over. But I mean, technically, I, I mean, you could make that case. Yeah, but I I think whatever it is, it's if they bring if they bring Ray back in, which I think there's still a case to be made for that mm-hmm. story continuing. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think it's it's whether you whether they title it episode ten or not. Uh, that's what it's going to be. Sure, sure. I like that. Bold. And I'm probably completely wrong because, again, just look at my fantasy football record. Well, then you're gunning for space chips, so, you know. Well, I mean, no, that's totally legit. I mean, come on. If you don't, if you're not in on that, I, good Lord, oh, you're not, you're gosh. just not living. You're not living. You're not living. Yeah. All right, so uh, then the one last bit of news we have, which we've already alluded to uh, before, Rogue Squadron uh, and and Wonder Woman director Patty Jenkins, who at this point should be handed all the money because she's she's directed the one and only uh, DC uh, comics movie that is actually worth watching for for something other than like, hey, it's not as bad as Batman v Superman, uh, you know, which I'm just going to say is Aquaman. Like Aquaman only looks good because it's like, hey, it's not that movie or Justice League. Hey, it doesn't suck completely. True. True. This I am so excited for this movie. I'm all in on it with, with seeing like a minute and a half of her sitting in the back of her station wagon. I'm all in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, I love, I loved the intro, the little clip, the trailer, talking about her past, her history, her dad, mm-hmm. how much of a fan she is, and of the books and everything. She nodded to the Michael Stackpole stuff, but did so in such a way that I'm going to make this my own story. Like, I'm not going to copy you. I'm going to and be inspired mm-hmm. and learn from you and take, you know, take what you have learned and make something better. Just like. In everything that you do in life you find a bunch of things that you like that work for you and you make them better and do other things and that's what this mm-hmm. is going to be i don't i don't think it's going to be i'd love to see wedge and tilly's brought in here for it but you know we'll see we'll just see how it goes just gonna wait and see what 
time gives it, but more X-Wings, Y-Wings, the Top Gun thing, the, the Starfighter thing, that what, that's what drove me or, or, or gave me the most satisfaction about playing Star Wars with my toys as a kid was just all the space battles and everything. So mm-hmm. give me more mm-hmm. of those. Do whatever you want. Yeah. Amen. I mean, oh, if you didn't have an X-Wing growing up as a kid, I mean, oh, were you really living? Yeah, exactly right. Oh man, mine I I can't even imagine like what shape mine was in when my you know my parents finally like shipped that off in a yard sale or something. Oh man, I, I still got in. all my Star Wars stuff. I'd never let any of that go. Nice. Oh oh damn, that's that's impressive. That is impressive. It's all, sl- it's all slowly making its way into my little office. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? You continue to be my idol, sir. Um, what could that be? Like, what could, I mean, well, actually, I guess the better question is, after watching two seasons of Mandalorian, what couldn't that be? I know, man. Because everything is wide open. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's the best part about it. Like, I'm, and I'm cool with Filoni and them and everybody else that they brought on board just to let let the story go somewhere. Like, too much attention was put Mm. on the Skywalker saga just because of how important it was. Now they can let the creators be creators, I hope. And let's just hold on and hold on to your butts, as Samuel Jackson once said. Mm. Watch the squ- squadron pull off some missions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Precision attacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, do you think? I mean, so here's a question for you, uh, Mr. Jimmy Dice. Uh, do you feel like we wouldn't have gotten to this point had we not gone through some of the stuff that we've gone through in terms of like you know some people being disappointed by the 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 post sequel trilogy. Um, and, and just various disenchantment with with the franchise overall that they were willing to accept something like the Mandalorian like yes give me a bunch of stuff I've never heard of you know I mean because really had we heard about any of those characters in season one no until we got to like Bo-Katan you, you I mean they weren't bringing in any stuff that you'd heard of no I mean they did what you can't do in a movie and is you have create character you create character development you know, you focused it on Mandalorian and the child, aka Grogu's bond, and you 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 all those little moments where you had those like one and two minute scenes between Mando and Baby Yoda, of them mm-hmm. bonding and learning about each other, all the funny stuff, the silly stuff, and that all just culminated in this final scene in uh, the chapter sixteen, the rescue. And it made it that much more powerful with everybody you talk to is like, yeah, man, I was tearing up. Yeah, man, I was really crying. Where you wouldn't have gotten that if that was a two, even if it was like a two hour, 15 minute film, there's no way you could have crammed all that into there. You can't cram Mm. in that amount of character development for all the characters. You'd have to focus it just on one thing to really drive it home. And when you do that, you lose everything else. Well, and, and, and their attention to detail and the fact that the TV format lets you go into some depth, you know, with 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 certain other things. You know, we were talking about like Bill Burr's performance. You know, mm. that that's something that would not have come out of a movie. Absolutely you know? not. And look what we got. Mm. Right. Huge. Right. So Huge. I, yeah. I yeah, I I think season one really kind of laid the groundwork to say this is how you can tell a quality story, get the fans amped up engaged and and then this this season was just kind of the next layer in the cake which was just bringing now in characters from other 
properties within the universe mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and inter and interweaving them and then from there exploding them out into their own you know kind of spin yeah have them come have them go mandalorian is going to make some crazy cameo appearance on another yep. one of these spin-offs whether it's ahsoka rangers mm -hmm. boba whatever and that's going to be hilarious and awesome mm-hmm yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Maybe grief cargo. Like we'll see, man. The the world is our oyster. Mm -hmm. Oh, so, I need me some more grief cargo. They all. I need me some more you. grief cargo. Oh, I need to. I just. I need Carl Weathers in more of my life. That's what I need. <laughs> That's what it amounts to. Ding right? ding. Pretty much. Ding ding. It's very hard for men of my intellect to understand. And another thing. All right, so uh, Tim, what do you got for and another thing this week? Uh, mine is um, probably going to be a little boring, but I, I have to tell you, it's been a revelation for me. I, I this past week got my hands dirty and and, and built me a desk. You know, working you. from home, uh, I, I've been working uh, off of a <laughs> off of a folding table for most of it, and decided I, I'd like to stand part of my work day and not just sit the entire day. So uh, I went over to Veradesk, and they have some uh, nice electric desks uh, that, that raise and, and lower. And so I got me one of those. And uh, on top of it, I, I probably most more importantly, I got the, this dual monitor arm. So I got my monitors mounted now. I have all this nice desk space. It's, it's, a, it's a revelation. So if, if you're ever uh, in the market for a new desk, uh, check them out because uh, good quality. And uh, I've, I'm, I'm just thrilled with what I have. So. Cool. That's my end. Another thing, nice. a little boring, a little work oriented, but uh, just you know, doing the podcast on it. I have my monitor flipped around, totally different direction from where I would normally sit, just to facilitate sound and all that good stuff. And it's it's just uh, it's it's fun. So I'm enjoying it. Yeah, we haven't heard your Zen Garden Fountain once. I know, I know. It's it's you know, I mean, I've I'm kind of worried about your it's the best. You know, overall you know cheese sort of health but you know it's it's also kind of nice that we're not aggravating you that much that it feels the need to kick in it's beautiful and you sir todd uh well you know so we are hitting this time of year and and uh you know if you need a little a little kind of i don't know a little ambiance and and this is beyond the 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 christmas season if you need a little ambiance and 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 very few of us have a fireplace these days. If you need a, you need yourself a virtual fireplace. May I humbly offer you the the Nick Offerman Yule Log video on YouTube? It's essentially Nick Offerman in all of his glory, all of his like Nick Offerman slash Ron Swanson. Because I really wonder how much difference there is between the two of them sometimes. Uh, just basically sitting in a chair next to a fire, drinking whiskey, and. Damn it. I could stare at that all damn day while I drink whiskey. And it's it's a glorious thing. It really is. So if you're looking for a little a little a little something something to just kind of pass the time and relax you, follow this link and and just pour yourself a nice glass and man, just enjoy the season. Mm -hmm. And enjoy the, enjoy the fact that you're not outside shoveling at that particular moment. Yes, especially 3 yeah. feet of snow. Well, oh my gosh, that was just ridiculous. So, Mr. Jimmy Dice, you got anything that you'd like to uh, you'd like to share with people, or or just otherwise just pimp to the masses? Actually, there is one thing that I will share. I guess if we're talking about music, I've been listening to this 
particular album on Spotify that's been really cool. It's called Moods Zoom mm. Out 2 on Spotify. Mm. It's just a cool like track set of tracks I've been listening to that helps me kind of grind through work or late night gaming or editing or whatever I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And uh, good background music. So there you nice. go. Nice. Nice. Very good. So two out of three will help you. Well, actually, no, three out of three will help you if you're you're working yeah. from home. And hey, also, thanks for having me on, guys. I really appreciate this. This is uh, really fun. Always a pleasure chatting with you, James. Well, and a big thank you to you, because we know you've been recording your show and ended yeah. ours. So. I've, been, I've been recording for like eight hours today. What's going on? <laughs> Question is, are you getting paid for any of this? <laughs> I, I was going right? to say. Top dollar. Top dollar zeros. <laughs> If you are getting paid, can you please share those secrets with us off air, please? <laughs> yeah. But because if you find doing, out, let me know. We're doing this mother for free. Yep. yep. Well, and, and you know what? Right back at you. We we appreciate you being on here. We appreciate you uh, bearing with us through all of our, uh, you know, digressions and stuff. Even when you've led the digressions, we, we appreciate you for bearing with us because we then we further digressions like, hey, you, oh, you started a hole. Let us dig 10 feet down. Um, so, so uh, you know, and thank you for all the folks out there who are listening, who have managed to make it this far. And you know what? I haven't said this in a while, but damn it, if you made it this far, get yourself a drink on us because you deserve it because, well, we've had a couple. And, you know, if you feel like you want to subscribe, and we do highly recommend that you subscribe so that you can hear all of the idiotic goodness that is this podcast, you can go to freerangeidiocy.com. That is all of our episodes. You can subscribe to us on Podbean. We are on Spotify. We are also on Apple Podcasts. We are also on the social medias. We love some social medias because it's... Damn it, we just love to see our names on the internet. That's really what this entire thing is about. And uh, you can find us on Facebook. We are on Instagram. We are on Twitter. All of those are at Free Range Idiocy. And you know what? Tim mentioned about how his uh, prognostication capabilities are, well, maybe a little bit lacking. If you would like to prognosticate, 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 whatever you want to do, masticate, uh, you know, you send those emails to Tim at freerangeidiocy.com and he'll read them because, you know, well, you know, I will. better than any, any theories that he's got. So you send those to him, any suggestions, thoughts, concerns, questions you'd like answered on the internet. If you're like us and you just like to see your name in on the internet and that's magic to you, Go ahead and send them to him. Uh, and then, you know, we'll we'll do what we will with them, and Tim will probably just put them in a spam folder. So now we come to kind of the end of our show. And 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 once again, because we cannot thank him enough, thank you to Jimmy Dice, and, and be sure that you mm-hmm. follow Scruffy, uh, Scruffy-looking podcasters and listen to their show as well. Sure, sure. And you, because that's where you'll hear Tim in about three to four weeks when he jumps ship and leaves me <laughs> just floating. And he, he becomes like the fifth host of, pod, of Scruffy Looking Podcasters. Oh, it's already an editing nightmare with four. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Jimmy Dice then then comes down here like it's the Premier League. Like he gets demoted. He's like, I can't take any more crap. <laughs> So we, we come to this portion of the podcast where I, I like to think back over the span of the hours that we spent doing this and, well, quite honestly, weep because I could have done something that would have furthered my life a little bit more than this and done myself some good. But you know what? It's all it's all good. I'm, I'm just trying to boost him up to that next podcast that he's going to be famous for. Come um, on now. It's Star and, Wars, brother. Come on. And, and right. I, like to, I like to think back over the episode and, and say, man... We talked about a whole lot of stuff. 
But what the hell did we learn this week? Well, we have learned Uncle Todd coaches as well as Wayne Fonts coached the Lions in the playoffs. He got in, but but he got knocked down. The Rasputin of the NFL. Like, you couldn't kill that guy. (laughs) Every time he was going to get fired, Barry Sanders would rush for like 250 (laughs) yards. It was unreal. So, yes, Uncle Todd and his coaching. Uh, John Favreau and Dave Filoni have brought back quality storytelling to the Star Wars universe, and we thank them for for such Mm. things, especially since it is the one ray of light we've seen in 2020 this year. So uh, our hats hats, uh, are taken off in, in honor of them. What else have we learned? Wherever Katie Sackhoff goes, whether it be the Star Wars universe or elsewhere, Starbuck is never far behind. Nope. Never, never. We've also learned we need a little more Grief Karga in Season 3. Please, please give us some grief. Damn monster movie. Oh, absolutely. Uh, We've learned it's okay to chill on Thrawn a little longer. You know what I mean? He'll he'll be here before we know it. And uh, finally, Boba Fett. He has been fully restored as of the end of Season 2 of The Mandalorian, and we look forward to what is next with the man. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, a happy holidays to all. Uh, again, a big thanks to you, sir, Mr. Jimmy Dice. We appreciate you uh, joining us. And, and uh, certainly all the best to the lads at Scruffy Looking Pod- Podcasters. We appreciate you uh, joining us and giving it the time. So thank you. Thanks, man. Pleasure is mine being here. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we, we, we wish a good riddance to 2020. May 2021 mm. be a year of improvement. Dying oh, fire. Absolutely. Uh, be safe. Be healthy. Be kind. Be good to one another. Happy holidays. And as always, please, even if you had the eggnog, hit the lights on the way out. It's like I took the wrong week to quit drinking. I beg your pardon. What did you say? Damn! You are such a disappointing pair. I prayed so hard for you. You're wrong. <laughs> Get out, and don't come back until you've redeemed yourselves. Hello, what have we here? I think the average stormtrooper knows how to install a toilet main. All they know is killing in white uniforms. Do it. Whole thing is highly suspect. Shut up, Wesley. Oh, Hercules, 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 Hercules. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. And you know what? Who makes some good eggnog? Mr. Jimmy Dice. Very good, very good. Thins that out with some alcohol so you don't get your cholesterol don't go up. You don't wind up having like, you know, the 23 heart attacks. Don't end up dying. Nice. Nice.